0: Welcome to a journey through time
1: and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time.
2: Everybody, welcome to another episode of a journey through time and stuff. My name is Aaron. I'm Jason. And uh, we are here on a hot, muggy, Saturday, Portland evening. Uh, with a great friend in the house, yes. Uh, we're, he's back here again. We had him in the first time. Uh, it was a wonderful conversation, and we're excited to catch up because the last time he was on was January of 2018. I know I didn't believe it myself. Yeah. But uh, it's been over a year and a half. So, Mr. Matt Helvey, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey guys. What's up?
1: What's happening? It has,
2: and everything,
1: everything's
3: working.
0: Everything works so far. Yeah.
3: yeah, there's not been a crash. I didn't have to go home and come back. No, uh, you guys, are, you guys are uh, consummate professional. Uh, we try to be
2: podcast hosts. This yeah. is great, and we made it work on time for everybody's schedule. You know, yeah. around everything we have going.
3: Yeah. And I was really excited to recap your day at the studio today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah.
2: for everybody out there, my band Earth to Ashes uh, is in the studio today and tomorrow for our EP that we are getting ready to put out. It's uh, very exciting. It's the most, in my humble opinion, not being braggadocious, it's the best music Earth to Ashes has done so far. It's not a humble take. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had the pleasure of being in the room. Yeah, Jason was a fucking all trooper.
2: Right. Helped all day, dude. With
1: what I could, I didn't do much, but it was amazing just watching it. Yeah, you were rocking all, all the social
3: media stuff. I he I was. I to. checked he, in on that. He, he was at,
2: on. He was on point. I That's was trying cool. to. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs>
3: So, are you yeah, are you av- are you available for other social? media? are you a free agent? So you just don't do just Earth to Ashes. You can do other people oh, as well. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't care. I I can do whatever. <laughs> I like going to shows. So, but yeah. I don't really do it a whole lot for myself. But uh, yeah, I like supporting things. So uh, that's what it's all about. Really. Yes, support, 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 yeah. support. It's it's get huge. out and support. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, especially because we're losing venues all the fucking time. We were talking about that today. Yeah
2: in the fucking studio about. what's up with Portland what's yeah. up with that shit why do they think the venues are going competition what with what between the bands really
3: hmm I know I conference uh, con- uh confrontational con uh, what's god damn it what's the word controversial hot take
2: so you think drama between bands is driving no, the venues? No, no
3: drama. It's the competition that you don't hear about. It's not broadcast. It's not cast out on social media. It's not, it's never, yeah. I mean, I hardly even talked about it. But you get the the envy. Why does that band get to play there? Why does that band oh. get to open for that band, and I don't get to open for that band? We work just as hard, uh-huh. and I kind of look at a back seat. And I'm, granted, I'm not in yeah. a I'm not in a band currently that's playing. Mm-hmm. Or, or let me dial that back. I'm not in an original band that's currently actively playing. Right. Yeah. We are working behind the scenes, and that's different kind of thing. Totally. But. I can see a lot of these cats that are coming up and they're hungry and they really want to do oh, I really want to open for this and I really wanna open for that. And then you see the ones that don't talk about it. Yeah. Are the ones that are getting all the gigs. Yeah. Because they're doing all the behind the scenes stuff. And so you get that cat who's on the forums and on the 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 social media is talking constantly. Mm. Well, I don't understand. How do I do this and how do I do that? And it's like Oh yeah, don't ask do the bands? Because right. most of the people on the forums, they don't fucking know either. Nope, they don't know no. shit. Go ask the venue. Go ask the promoter. Yeah.
2: Go have sit you, down. Oh, the, the better question is, oh, how do you have you ever even talked to a promoter? Have I? No, the the, the person. Oh yeah, complaining. yeah, yeah. 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 you a know lot like of people complaining? Like wait, you're, you're coming it. here and want to on a complain on a Facebook page? Have you ever even talked to a promoter? Well,
3: and it's not like that. So I know that some promoters can be hard to reach. Yeah, but if you
2: sure. Go,
3: going through facebook go through facebook trying to reach a promoter yeah they're gonna be like well i have 900 uh messages I'll, yeah i'll get to it when i can right
1: yeah.
3: but if you go to one of their shows and they're there and you talk to them and go hey man i'm in this band you get it in his ear yep. you get into her ear you you slowly build this rapport yeah and it's don't
2: like, and don't talk to them when they're watching another band. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After, After the light. show. After, After the show or, or b- before. Between yeah. load-ins. If, if, or, if a right. band's tearing yeah. down, if it's a multi-band show and one band's getting off the stage, the other one's coming up, there's a break 20 minutes between bands, mm-hmm. perfect time. Right. And to
3: get in with a promoter, and all, there's I've seen some random things lately it's, uh, locally. It's like, well, it just feels like you have to suck that dude's dick to get a... Show and it's like mm-hmm. yeah 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 kind of have to yep. if you're not if you don't have anything going on and yep. you don't yeah. have uh, any rapport you don't have any status you don't have anything yes that is a thing
2: yeah status one hundred percent you and you have to earn it and, yeah. earn it.
3: and yeah. uh, granted there are people that get it quicker or work behind the scenes and and grease the wheels a little bit in definitely. a way that I don't particularly agree with right. but
2: well you know there's a there's something that isn't attractive to me, but definitely works is appearance. Mm-hmm. And what you might not even have to necessarily have a giant status, but if you act like you do, and not in a, not in an ego way, not in a, like we're better news, you just guys be as big as life. You know, there, there's, the part there's one of. band, That's, yeah, there's, exactly. there's one band from here that I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, that... <laughs> I think I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm really curious to where you're going to go with this. <laughs> That's, uh, that gets a lot of attention and a lot of recognition and uh, get they get a lot of opportunities with actually really cool shows opening for bands. And it's not because they're really good musicians. Mm-hmm.
3: I think there's a few bands like that, but I think you have that in every. But scene. when you
2: wear masks True. and you do the shtick is Stick is, stick works, is that's what works. I mean. Appearance yeah, is honestly, stick is. you know, a band has to realize that just sitting there and grinding in the band room and knowing that you're a technical band and you yeah. are if if you get on stage and you don't move around, you don't engage with your audience, you're. You could be amazing and you're not going to draw eyes of somebody looking to sell that draw, right. Yeah, that crowd.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Stage mm-hmm. presence is a thing. And it's really funny. I fucking hate Kiss I, yeah. with every yeah. fiber of my being, but God uh-huh. damn it, they'd sell you a donut with their face on it if they could. <laughs> because yeah. it's the shtick of Kiss. Yes, and true. And it's the best marketing scheme ever. and campaign ever, ever. ever. Yeah. And it's like, "Well, your music sucks, but <laughs> you're doing it right." Like there's there's no mm. questioning that. And oh, the, yeah. the problem you have today, 2019,
2: 2019, yeah. The
3: problem you have today is oversaturation. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: yep. Yeah.
3: The thing that I'm working on for myself to build myself up is I'm attacking a few different angles with multiple projects. And you kind of have to do that now. You have to be out there in a ton of different mm, ways mm. to get any footing. Yep. And I'm in my 30s, and yep. it's a little harder oh, yeah. to do this stuff. And money talks mm-hmm. because you have to have the right mm. gear, and you have to have the right Definitely. social media presence, and you have to have the right content. And yes. so it's like, okay, now I know if I build all this stuff up and do it all the work behind the scenes and then bleh, just puke it out for a release. Here's everything that I've done over mm-hmm. the last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll have a bigger impact than just going, Hey, come check out my single next week. It drops. And then my album's out in a month. You're not going to listen to it. Yeah. Right. And so I've actually been working the anti campaign campaign, which is a weird approach that I've had other musicians go, you know, is that going to work? It's like, no, but I don't care. Because yeah. this—that's for, for my solo stuff, yeah. my personal stuff. Yeah. It's like you're not going to listen to it, but that's fine. I'm going to.
2: Yeah. So what, what's anti-campaign campaign?
3: Not campaigning.
2: Gotcha. So but, just but, here,
3: but kind of announcing that I'm not campaigning.
2: Sure.
1: It's
3: the Donald Trump approach. It's got to work. <laughs> it's got to work, <laughs> yeah. man. That's it not have, no, no, it's not true. I have no, no. I just, I just, it l- I, I would like to have any chance to take a pot shot at that guy. But, oh yeah. But uh, I agree. <laughs> it's the anti campaign campaign that I started working on was it's not really like it's a multi-level thing that it's uh super thought out it's more of the you're not gonna listen to this yeah and as people hear that more they're gonna go, well why don't
1: why 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 not why am I not gonna listen <laughs> to <that?"> well, wait. <laughs> it's
3: it's it's the the double negative kind of thing and it's like the music that I'm working on, I believe in it, and I really have poured a lot into it. But I took, I'm sure that you guys noticed, but I took a huge break mm. from writing and yeah. from performing, right? Because uh, out, out, out of that stuff is because I didn't believe in what I was doing anymore. and I was so tired. Wow. Of promoting and trying to put on the
2: the, the show, the face, the
3: show, like. I'm going to put on my show face and I'm going to show up and I'm going to play this music that I just, I don't like it and I don't want to do it and I don't want to be whatever this music was at that time. And I re-recorded it so many times and rehashed this music so many times where I was just like, I'm, I'm doing, it's like the silly putty on the newspaper thing. Yeah. That should date me a little bit. The silly putty on the newspaper is like, well, it looks like Garfield, but it's all smudgy. And it's the, yeah, it's the song but it's there's no heart and I'm sure. done trying to act like I believe in something that doesn't exist. Mm. So with the anti-campaign campaign, it's like I didn't care about that stuff anymore. Yeah. I care about this. Mm. You won't. But I fucking care a lot. Mm. You can get to my level if you want. You can come yeah. care, care about it with me. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not going to I'm not going to force it on you. I'm not going to make you care about it. I'm right. not going to shove it in your face. You want to come listen to it? Come hang out. Let's party.
0: Come, <laughs> right. Seriously, come, come to the show.
3: Yeah. Let's party. And, and yep. you know, come listen to the EP. And I firmly still believe in, because I am a fledgling local artist. Hmm. There's really no two ways about it. A fledgling lo- a local artist shouldn't necessarily be, and I know people will disagree with this, shouldn't be out there charging 20 bucks for an EP. Shouldn't no. be out there charging ten bucks for an EP, five bucks no. for an EP. Mm. The market's different. Mm. You should be charging for your shows. Yeah. Come see what I'm really about.
1: Yeah, because that's yeah. what I'm really about.
3: Mm. Here's my music for free. Yeah, if you like it, come see what I'm really about.
2: Yeah. Like it, I'm really about. Yep, right.
3: Yep, have it. Yeah, I put sell thousands merchandise
2: of, and put out your show.
3: I put thousands of dollars into that thing. I worked my ass off for months and a year putting yep. that together. Mm. But this is my this is my marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Come have my stuff for free because you're going to get it for free anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't pay for, people don't pay for music anymore. No. Freaking, what was it? The Tool album leaked like a week early. (sighs) Nobody paid for it. Yeah. They don't even buy it. They listen to it on Spotify. So rather than focus on that campaign, Mm -hmm. I would rather focus on here's this. Yeah. You're not going to listen to it, but come see what I'm all about.
2: Right. I love that. That's a brilliant, that's a oh, bold uh, yeah. approach. I get it.
3: Bold right. and possibly idiotic and insane, but.
2: Okay, well, what, what would be the downside?
3: The downside is I continue playing the empty rooms, which there's no real downside to that for me personally. It's more of a yeah. continuation. Right. So that's where my time and and campaigning would be done. It's like, okay, yeah, I have yeah. a show. Empty rooms suck. God, so many empty rooms. Yeah, uh, But the point of that is, is okay, instead of focusing on my effort on album, promotion, uh, mm-hmm. artwork, and all this stuff, it's like, I'm going to do like the system of a down, steal this album approach. Fucking t- have it. I don't care. Yeah. Granted, I wanted to put it out. Not that, that means something no, to, yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything right. to you, a.k.a. the consumer. I want you to come to shows. So yeah. I'm going to put all my money and effort to that. Instead of being like, here's this physical product, you will never listen. You won't even open the CD.
2: Okay, so so yeah. when, like it's like we said, it's it's been a year and a half since you've been in here. So when did, you, how long ago, like, what middle end of 2018, when you just said, "fuck it, and I'm done for a while." Yeah,
3: November December of 2018. Wow, most, most likely. I just it was, and it wasn't. I'm done. It was. I'm tired of doing what that was that you were this seven song eight song set that is so old to me not and like and artists go through that and it's mm-hmm. like well i've played the song a hundred times yeah but they have the the cycle of a of a touring band is a little different than the cycle of a local artist 100 yeah. percent so my cycle for that particular material was almost six years and it's like okay i'm done with this yeah and so I didn't have anything going. I had one new song in the set and it was good. Not great. Needed some polish, mm-hmm. but it was a, a new song. So it's like, well, well, just keep playing it as it is because that's how we learned it. And, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So now, now I'm in the phase of stop. All new focus. Where are we? Si- where am I sitting? What do I want to do? Mm. And, the problem I was having is like, oh, I want to play this type of music, but it's not really super popular right now. Mm. And I mean, I needed to pull that cobweb Did, out. You have to get that thing about if it's popular or not, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and so yeah.
3: The, re, the refocus became: what are what are my favorite kinds of music?
2: Yeah. Do you like it?
1: What
3: mm. are what are the types of music that I both want to play and enjoy listening to? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when I listen to the old EP, it's like there's one song on that whole EP where I was like, "This shit's dope," mm-hmm. and I think it 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 transcends whatever the rest of that was, which was just an amalgamation of random ass mm-hmm. fucking songs. Mm-hmm. So with this new process, was like, okay, instead of writing chordal, you know, song structure like the music theorist in me wants to do is go i have an a part i have a b part i have an x you know c part etc i put this together this goes here and this is you know very but still pop centric yeah structury right it's very a b c d yeah and it was like okay i am also notorious for just writing a 20 second riff and then building an entire song off that riff Mm. and a really good friend of mine who you guys have had on uh paul, paul and him. paul and i work together in great the great state. state yeah
2: you still get, i was gonna ask her you still that's the one good. that's
3: still working behind the scenes good good awesome so it's we're just waiting for his schedule to clear up he's yeah. super super busy with with a lot of life stuff going on yeah, as soon yeah. as that pops dude we're i gotta tell yeah. you the new shit's hot the new shit's really hot, I I really hot. It. and uh i love it because he keeps coming and it was like dude we're still working on like you know, the rest of the album, he's like, yeah, but this song's dope. I was like, no, that's fucking dope, but yeah, I haven't learned uh, that song yet. <laughs> right. That's so, good, though. But so I bounce off of him a lot, and he was my drummer in Helvey for yep, a long yep, time. Yep. And uh, not that he isn't, but it's just like, I'm not thinking of it in band structure. I'd, no, yeah. You're, um, you're
2: thinking about how you want to present some shit.
3: Yeah. Um, and so I have this concept. Init- or I had the concept initially it was like okay i have kind of a mass mix of genres of things that i was working on it was like oh, i'll release three small individual eps of this is you know pop rock this is you know post-hardcore and then this is kind of like mainstream rock or whatever yeah and i started thinking it was like that's insane mm. and I, yeah. i i kind of strung it all together and i was like this is this is literally insane and so i was like what do I really want to do? I want to put a couple of songs out. So why don't I work on a a single? And I had actually had the concept of coming in here with that done, ready to go. And it unfortunately, uh, due to, due to time constraints, just didn't, didn't work out, but it is partially done. And so I've got the concept of that song polished.
2: So how is it different than ABCD?
3: Um, that one, that one came from that structure because okay, it's that yeah. so it was the song we were playing oh, live there. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And so, I had it. It was the lyrics I was unhappy with mostly. Gotcha. And so I've been having struggles with mental illness, not illness, mental hangups. I guess fuck it, mental illness. I've been yeah. having some, you know, some There's mental stuff. Um, me. And it's just something I'm working through stuff past traumas that are resurfaced, girlfriends that were insane and crazy that kind of set me off course for a little bit. And uh, I started, instead of writing about what I wanted, you know, all all my favorite artists write about, I don't know what their process was. I started writing about my experience. And the initial lyrics of that particular song was very much like what I wanted with what I was saying before is leaving that music behind. And that's yeah. what the lyrical content was, it was I'm you. leaving all this faded glory behind me. Uh-huh. That was part of the lyrical content. It was like, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take what I have and move forward. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, that sucked because it was like playing the same shit. And so this new process of writing, this new process of not campaigning, this new process of not f- giving a fuck about Outside, of myself, but still dealing with everything that's going on and having these mental issues and trying to work through them uh, with marginal or little, uh, like professional help. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to work through some stuff. Not like I'm trying to do the man thing. Oh, I figured out. It's more of a. I know I can do this because I've done it before, so I'm working through this, and I start writing, and all of a sudden I'm writing about being scared of taking risks. Uh taking wow. yeah. You know, who who talks about like I I listened to a lot of uh like I was listening to a lot of Jimmy World and I was listening to a lot of uh Silverstein and I was listening to a lot of like Atreyu uh-huh. and the process of writing and a lot of what was coming out was like, I'm afraid of myself. I'm yeah. afraid of what I can be. And I'm afraid of what I'm keeping myself
1: from. And that's when you started showing some vulnerability and it kind of like actually probably it, exactly kind of broke a barrier potentially. Maybe Yeah,
3: I busted through. I had it. I, I figured it out. I had mm. writer's block uh, and I was questioning everything mm. and I was going, Oh man, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. This isn't good. Mm. And then I'd play it for friends and it's they're like, love that. it's fucking dope. Mm. Like, don't question yourself. The fucking hair poking me in the oh, face. Oh, it's a beard hair. <laughs> There's a beard, fucking gotcha. hair poking me in the face. Uh, <laughs> and I started questioning everything. And my friends were like, no, just go with that. Like, let's work on it. And so like Paul, mm-hmm. he'd be like, let's work on it. I got time. So we'd work on something at the studio. And I was like, okay, I really, ugh, I got reinvigorated and I'm going to put out an EP. I, I, I wanted Good. It, i wanted yeah, it to yeah. be i wanted it That's to be sweet. this uh, this 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 year cheers cheers folks. man yeah. hey
2: i really quick i think what you just said and talked about is really important for every creator type person to hear is that most of the true creatives are a little broken on the inside
3: yeah, absolutely. I think most of I think that's well. Most humans you, are
2: probably a little broken on the inside. Yeah, and they just don't want to admit it. But but creators, when
3: they suffer for their art, like that's yes, that's the whole that's yes. that idiom of and you so, suffer for your art. Or you whatever. know, uh,
2: when you are having to rely on you to produce something that you want people other than you to appreciate, that type of work is is so much of a mirror that is unwavering it doesn't care about how you think uh, that this mirror feels when you're trying to put out work you either it either makes you feel good about yourself or it makes you feel shitty about yourself it's almost a true dichotomy Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm either really proud of me for making this or god why can't i do this like you know
3: and that's and that can be a loop why can't i do this i suck Oh, uh, like, I shouldn't do it. Why can't I do this? It's a feedback loop. Exactly. Because
2: cause you actually get... So all of them are feedback loops. It, you can get... The problem is is you can f- have a negative feedback loop, something where you act and the, the reaction from your action only causes more negative actions mm-hmm. to be reacted from. Mm-hmm. That spiral yeah. can feel at times like positive you can be doing something break from the crash of that and feel like oh i'm doing positive just to realize at that moment oh no i actually didn't get anywhere from there yeah. i'm still there boom crashing again mm-hmm. back in that you know and for you to talk about the fact that you took the time you had to refine what you were doing re look at the way that you had done things Only to find that redoing that and almost almost digging more of a hole to have to get back out of again, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's hard work to to dig deep in and restructure something inside of the way that you want to do something.
3: It's tough, especially when you've done it that way for so long. And you Mm -hmm. thought
2: that was the way that you should be doing it because that's who you are. Yeah, exactly. And that this this person who does this thing this way is who I am. And now. Holy shit! I might have to not be who I, th- who other people think I am, or who I think I am, because I'm gonna now do something different. Because that's actually who I. That is hard. Oh yeah. It's, it's it's uncomfortable.
3: It's it's rewiring. Yeah. Your process, rewiring your brain that that's had that process in place for so long.
2: Right, but it's important because everybody feels stuck at some time, dude. Every, I mean. Man. Once a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, but, if you're lucky, but only don't, once a but, day. Right. So Okay, so have it. you found that since you've kind of taken this new creative step back into music and, and found a, a level of new positivity and love and passion again for this, and, and you kind of had to implement some new tools in your toolbox of coping to be able to do... Do you find now that... Once you have done this, other little things become easier, too. Like, it's a little bit of a a positive feedback loop. Like, hey, man, I conquered this thing. I was feeling shitty about this. Guess what? Now I'm at a place again in passion and a music I love, and it feels good to be here right now. Hmm. Oh, wow, I did this myself. Mm -hmm. Man, what? Okay, now, once you're away from that and that's not your focus, now there's going to be this other little thing that creeps up. Like, oh, man, this now this part about my life bugs me.
3: The... Do I feel like it, it
2: it like the weight's lifted off? Well, no, not the weight's lifted off. Just the fact that you found a way to reinvigorate this part of your life. Oh, okay. It is now easier for other thing like you already kind of have this tool in a toolbox to use again before maybe sure. the tool didn't exist, yeah. right? Okay. And now that you have this like it it that one thing is now applicable to many other Do you find that? Yeah.
3: Yes and no, because it's it's a well, well, the it's the learning phase of, I'm still in the learning phase of the new process. Okay, so yeah, it was yeah, the establishment yeah. of the new process, as it were. Mm-hmm. If we're, we'll just go, we'll sure, go with that. Sure, sure. That's pr- people uh,
2: listening can follow. <laughs> should be able to follow along. <laughs> yeah.
3: So you have the the this the, you know the old way isn't working. I need something new. But I literally I put outside of you know the tribute stuff that I do that I really which I, which
2: I enjoy. Yeah, okay. and so you're and so for people out there don't know. No, matt is uh does a tool tribute band what's the name uh God, what's actually, parabola parabola yeah, that's yeah. Right. you guys yeah. are parabola yeah okay um and then you're also in a no doubt yeah tribute band Yeah.
3: that's that's my that's the pet project that's i mean it's, it, it, it's amazing I, it, it's it's i get excited about it because it's so much stress is it it's a ton a ton of stress wow. both of them are really but it's There is, and not to say that Parabola isn't fun because it really is. It's so much fun. Tool was never on my radar per se until, like, heard some until this band. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, this is really fun. And I've dove into his playing. Um, No Doubt has been one of my all-time favorite bands since I was tiny. And I fucking love Gwen. And I remember, like, being a a tiny little boy going, I'm going to marry her.
2: And I still would. Dude, it was back in the day when you when I when I was a kid and you and you learned someone's name like that, mm. you know? It it I felt like if I was a little kid and the fact I knew Gwen Stefani's name, like I, I knew it I knew who she was, you mm. know. I was like, Oh, now there's actually more of a chance that I'll know her someday because I know her name. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could ru- I could
3: run into her in a mall and be like, yo, Gwen and she'd be like, Fuck off, stalker. Yeah. <laughs> she called me by my name. <coughs> uh, <laughs> how, did know, how did she know that was my name? <laughs> no, yeah. She's so, no, it, but, but uh, been great. Uh, so to your point of, of... Oh, yeah. Does it make other things easier? Do I have that tool? Yes. Um, Don't always know how to wield it?
2: Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a multi-use. It's a Swiss Army knife. Um. Um, But you know, because like for me, there's so much of my uh, anxiety. I know Jason feels the same. Is centered around how you feel about yourself making music. Yeah. About either performing, or writing, or uh, I I mean, uh, carrying yourself around other musicians. There's, you know, it's. I feel
3: more anxiety, and I always have felt this way. Mm -hmm. Uh. Writing, recording, and having that art form be as perfect as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel zero anxiety or stress when I'm on stage. Yeah. I've, what
2: about moments before you get on? No. Oh.
3: I've never felt so. that. See, we talked about this last time. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've had I've had brief moments. You know, I've played very large shows. Uh, I think the most I've ever performed in front of was 10,000 people. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that's at awesome. that particular, I was in a choir setting. I was just yeah. let's let's do this, let's get it over right. with because I want to party with the hot chicks. Yeah, but <laughs> the 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 thing of it was, um, I don't. Th- the reason I don't get stressed about any of that stuff is because I am confident in everything I'm going to do on that stage, even yeah. when I mess up. I, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, because I know how to work out of it, and I've because mm. I've rehearsed so, oh, many, yeah. so yeah, much, so much, yeah. and right. it's just it's that's. 20 some odd years of performing on mm. stage in front of people it just yeah. it just doesn't t- seem out of place for me in any form i could be uh a lead man playing guitar i could be a front man just with a mic i could be uh, a side guy doing uh drums or or bass mm. or uh just in the background dancing i don't care <laughs> i'll f- fucking go up and fuck yeah. it up that's my yeah. uh-huh. that's my goal
1: but you'll that's, fuck it up 100 percent that's With a, competence.
3: That's all you can do. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's the, awesome. the point you were making earlier about the ego, the egotistical and the bravado, I think yeah, is a better yeah. way to put that sure. out of the, of certain local acts that you just, when they walk into the room, the room changes. Yeah. And it's not them coming in and going, all right, I'm fucking here. It's when they're on stage, when they're doing their thing, when they have those moments to shine, nobody shines like they do. Yep, And yeah. that's my goal. That's why the anxiety comes from, nobody's going to listen to this. Nobody's going to like what I have to say. Nobody wants to hear what
1: I'm doing.
2: See, here's the funny thing, dude. People, most people aren't there to, aren't there for the content that you've written. And Some. But some come for that. Some come cause they love the w- words only. Right. Some come because they love just the music. Most people, the reason I'm a fan of bands and I want to go watch bands live is how they portray it to that me. Right. That's all that matters in a live performance is how the person on that stage shows they care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does not matter what the content is. Mm. It, you could people have trash fucking music mm-hmm. and love the fuck out of themselves for doing it and mm-hmm. because they just have a fun fucking time and don't give a fuck with garbage people go i love your garbage but they <laughs> in the moment listen in the I moment for the record
3: not talking about the band garbage which no, is incredible
0: no.
2: yes no the, the in the moment people are going to go like oh these guys are fucking mind blowing can you believe how yeah. great And if you watched a video of that concert and you're not at them live, you go, oh, they they missed all those notes? Oh, Oh, I'm going to throw up my mouth. Like, dude, it's...
3: They're there for the experience.
2: They're there for the person. They're Mm -hmm. there for you. When you go on stage, the same... Dude, I, I know for a fact... That when it's you're up like there, like a football
1: team. Like when they like you just root for the same team every year and you know they're gonna suck, but you're still doesn't just matter like, who you're what, in that you're hyping it. I feel <laughs> that so hard too. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what team, who, what, what players are rotating, and now what quarterback it. you have. Yeah,
3: they the I can I can remember I can I can remember a ton of gigs where I walked off that stage going, "Fuck yes, thank yeah.
0: you."
2: Mm-mm.
3: Most of the time, it's. Act crap. I fucked up that one specific thing. Then nobody's gonna give no a one, shit about.
2: No, and they didn't even notice it happened.
3: Right. And so I'll come off a stage and they'll be like, "I was like, ah, oh, I did that really badly." And someone's like, well, "What are you talking about? That was amazing." And so I try to do that less. Uh, but I think uh, one of one of my favorite stage moments in the last several years, I think you were at it. Mm-hmm. I played an acoustic set opening for. Uh, City of the Week and divides and I think Earth Anchor okay. was there. Yeah, at Tonic Lounge. And I just okay. played. I, I got called last night. Hey, come! Do, I was like, all right. I guess I would do a, an acoustic show at a metal. Okay, I'm gonna play an acoustic set and a metal show. That'll be fun. And uh, yeah, I, I remember playing my acoustic and doing these really high. I wanted. I was like, oh, I need to match the energy of the other bands. Mm. And so my goal is like, I'm gonna fuck up this guitar and I'm gonna have fun doing it and i played a ton of like of my metal e type songs that i have in my repertoire and i was screaming on stage and i was a- amping up and i remember walking off of my you know 15 minute set going i just fucked up that stage and that was yeah. awesome and all i had was an acoustic guitar mm. was wearing work clothes cuz that's how little time i had yeah. and that was one of my favorite memories and that was a great that's show awesome. that whole show was great yeah. And I think going all the way back to what I first was on was this competition between bands. Yeah. It's so stupid because you know, the, all the bands that are successful in the market all support each other. Definitely. They're all friends. Yeah. They all go to each other's shows. Yeah. I have a, a good friend of mine, Jay uh backstead is his name and he's not only is he an incredible drummer and i was i was in a band with him for a brief moment before i had kind of a mental breakdown yeah um and that band was really fun but that dude supports fucking everybody and you know what happens people support him
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and so it's all reciprocity yep and so i just
2: there is a real pay it forward feeling with in the a local music. scene yeah in a local scene in yeah. a
3: local scene yeah the, the, and it's funny to look at the original scene versus the tribute scene which people trash the fucking shit out of a tribute yes, scene yes they do but I, tell you, I but i pocket you know several hundred dollars every show because well, you know what you know you, know, what, you know
2: what's there. the stupidest the most the most, yeah, the most ignorant yeah. thing <laughs> those guys just making a bunch of money i've heard people say that when they're trashing them like mm-hmm. wait you're that pays for you're mad cuz they have f- People that go see them and they're making money, and you're mad. No, you're jealous, motherfucker. Exactly. And you're I used jealous, to, and I used to be that guy too. Yeah.
3: And then I had the opportunity to join Parabola, and I kind of saw how the system worked, which is how I shoehorned that into mm. Tragic Kingdom, the No Doubt tribute. And it was this thing where I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of systemic, and it's kind of a cut and you know cookie cutter thing." I was yeah. like, but it works really really well and the thing with the bands that i am a part of is we don't half-ass it's not you're drinking no. you're not up there drinking beers no. and, and yeah. yelling at the audience and you're like hey sing the song it's you're
2: putting their fucking show on
3: the well with us we're so uh with tragic kingdom in specific we're so tightly gridded mm. everything's to a click there are tracks to because we don't have a full horn section live we don't have keyboards live uh, yeah. so i have to figure that out uh-huh. so i on my free fucking time yeah will sit down to a computer with a click track and play it all and uh-huh. and and uh put it all into uh pro tools and and eqs and oh yeah and, and you know make this to where when i go to a live setting i can go to a club and go all right here's here's our track um it's actually one track that's bounced in stereo. One side is click and what we call vocal cheats, and the other side is a live performance. Uh-huh. And the thing is, is I think that's technically harder because yeah. Yeah. if we fuck up, you hear it Yeah, because that track keeps playing. Yep. Yeah. So you have to be on your shit way more than any band that plays without it Yeah. because if I don't hit that chord at that moment and the piano that's coming through the front of house th- is hitting uh-huh. a different chord than me, someone will go, huh, what was that? Yep. That didn't sound right. Every time. yeah. And so it keeps you on your toes. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I am still the musician of the creative sty- side where I put way more effort into... Mm. the writing and recording of my own stuff yeah, than I do into the tribute stuff. <clears throat> but the tribute stuff, you can't have half asset. No, no. And I learned a lot from the guys, you know, some of the big hitters in the scene at wow. the local Portland tribute scene mm. that I learned how to kind of fast track how to do all that stuff. Mm. And, you know, the workflow is really easy to me mm. now that I've, you know, I've done, yeah. a, done a whole Damn. setup for it. Mm. And so, Bidding shows is easy for that, too, because oh, yeah. you don't have to go, oh, well, we sound like this. It's like, we're, we're no doubt. Yeah. Well, what do you guys sound like? No doubt. Yeah. And here's a picture of us. And here's a you know video of one of our shows.
1: Yeah. Boom. Yeah.
3: And it's easy money.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome.
3: And all that does is it finances my other stuff. Of right? course. Yeah. And yeah. so the people that want to no, dude, I t- talk down on it, it's like, well, that's fine. But I'm ahead of your game.
2: The best show I the yeah. best show that you had to play more shows. The I, best show that I've played with Earth to the Ashes money. is was opening for Zeppelin mm-hmm. when they came to town.
3: Oh, they're so good too. They're <sighs> so good. They're so good. And I'm not a Zeppelin guy, mm. but they are fantastic. They are,
2: dude. It was it was, it was, was fucking amazing, oh, man. It was fucking Dante's, amazing. right? Yeah, yeah.
3: I fucking love that. Yeah, place. packed house. Yeah, no, we Four,
2: over 400 fucking people uh, in there. So
3: yeah, see exactly. And we we did a for sh- a tribute show. We did a tribute show there. 4th of July weekend, so it would have been the 6th of July. So yeah. So that Saturday. Yeah. Tributes to Rage Against the Machine, Stone Temple Pilots, and Tool. Okay?
1: Badass. And
3: we went on last. And yeah. we're thinking, there's going to be about 20 fucking people left. But we're getting paid. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Dude, I swear to God, we went on 10 to midnight. 11.50 was our start time. There mm-hmm. was a full fucking house mm-hmm. for our entire 70 minute set
0: yeah
1: yeah damn
3: and it was like all right so i'm just gonna look at that opportunity and here's the thing we just booked the aladdin oh fuck yeah i'm just sitting here crossing off my dream places to play oh yeah it's it's like okay well my original stuff doesn't get me any of the aladdin but i'm playing the aladdin so why should I complain? There, there's, about no, there's no complaining to be no. had. And I've talked with other musicians. Oh, I'll never do a tribute thing. And it's like, well, I used to say that, but the right opportunity hit me. Yeah. Because mm. I saw the tool stuff as a challenge. I don't oh, know definitely. this. I don't know this music very yeah, well.
2: And it's complex,
3: it's um. super hard. Oh my gosh. We're learning We're learning two songs right now where I'm just going. Uh, yeah. But the seven and the. F- oh, fuck. I was writing it out in, in full manuscript, going, okay, well, if I have this. Fuck it! I'll just get the tab. Yeah,
2: Polyrhythms. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I know.
3: And then listening to the new album, like I don't want to learn
2: 15 minute songs, but uh, I, I have to. Uh, I tempest. Have tempest? To. tempest.
3: Right now, it's <laughs> with
2: the what, the track with the seven, but yeah, it's yeah, tempest. Yeah. You
3: the, know, the I think it's the second song
2: on the album, N- Numa. That's my favorite yeah, right now. Numa's oh, yeah. great. That's my favorite. Right Numa's now. great. So I haven't listened to almost any of it. Because I've been waiting. I've love, fucking loved Tool. I'm such a big fan. And unfortunately, with his timing and everything, it's come out right before going in the studio. Yeah, and I, I did not want to delve into music and inundate myself with the way I want to inundate myself with this album. So I've like, I'll like, i start a track and listen to the riff. I'm like, okay, okay, this is a cool riff. Okay, yeah. okay, okay I, can't, I can't listen to much yeah, more. Yeah. I just, I've, I've All taken, right. I haven't listened to... Other than on the way to there this morning, we went back, we listened to like Audio Slave, Mm -hmm. and then we listened to Metallica because those are songs that we know so well that you just, it's kind of like- Background noise. Yeah. Yeah. And just something to get pumped to and sing along with as you go to-
3: Yeah. And, oh my God, yeah, going to the studio, it's always like, (sighs) I don't want to listen to what I'm about to do because I'm going to listen to it 50,000 times and I don't want to listen to anything that- is
2: new or that sounds like what I'm about to do because well, I, I want to focus. Here's what here's what was pretty cool is uh at least in my experience today that I wasn't really planning on it being it it went way easier than I thought it was going to. Um Mark had to do zero fixes for his drums. Wow. We did two takes of every song. Mhm. And in one of those two takes, the drums were perfect.
3: Oh, that's awesome!
2: And so, and we just did live takes, no click, just fucking flow, oh. all feel. And uh, just because we have a couple very proggy songs okay. with lots of hard meter changes, mm. and we did not want to take the time and the f- multiple days of programming a click track, we tried playing. Parts of our songs to and finding meters to them because mm. we know what time signature there is, but just meter changes mm. and being r- the rigidness of that took away the feel, took away the, of the groove of the way that the sound plays when we're playing live, just jamming without clicks in our ears when we're yeah. playing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That and we're like, God, what do we do? Okay, when we we sat around for a while with a few, and we're like, All right, guys, we just need to fucking nail we just need to get so fucking tight and used to it that we can go in there and just you know take
3: yeah well that's that's the big thing is is kids if you're writing a record and you're about to go into the studio fucking rehearse rehearse oh yeah and rehearse yeah rehearse some more it's expensive or otherwise you're going yeah exactly. it's not
2: that expensive but it's more than you want to take oh yeah you, you know you, you don't want to have to learn your parts in the studio no, on your dollar. No,
3: you want to be so fucking tight that yeah. you can play the parts. Now, granted, doesn't matter how tight you are, you're gonna fuck up.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: But going, especially going into a live live room and playing as you guys did, right? Playing together, that's when you. That's you definitely want to be as tight as you can because that's all the flaws are out oh yeah they're all on display it does not lie yeah well and
2: so that was what that was what's cool is if of all five songs we only had one spot in one song that was we never played right until it was on tape Mm -hmm. and you know and so mark had the drums right but the way that it i did you know it was just i had trouble finding because it's a weird it's a really weird part Matt's Mark's playing four four. Matt is doing five over four mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing three over four underneath of so he has the off on off on. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm playing his three on his, the, the three on his five all over Mark's four. Right. And it's just this weird descending da 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 it's it's this weird and then it resolves and it's but the whole track is in four-four. It is just cadenced. Coming in on the on off beat, coming back in on the on beat, you know. Yeah, all the poly uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. And and it just once we got in the studio and sitting there it's like, hey, wait, does this work right? Like, you know, on, but we only had one spot, took me a little bit, got it fucking nailed. Nice. The rest of everything and, oh, yeah. and that's the other thing is, guys, you you're gonna mess up on your takes. But yeah. as long as you know <laughs> as long as you're not trying to figure out how to do the riff in there. Mm-hmm. If you've if you've played that riff perfect in practice, all it's going to do is three or four times of doing it over, yep. and then you're going to nail it. And, and then
3: because there's and 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 the funny part about the quote unquote studio magic stuff is it's it's a lot of like a specific example of the last time that I was in the studio was uh, the way I was fretting something was taking my guitar out of tune. Yeah, and so it was just as simple as like you know the playing was right. But the guitar's out of tune. So we tune the guitar, do it again. Playing was right. Guitar's out of tune. Something as stupid as just like, oh, well, that G string, for whatever reason, you're hitting it too hard. So we're going to just knock it down a notch. So I would literally fret that phrase. And then the engineer would come over and move that G string until it was in tune. It's like, all right, we're going to do that pass. Yep. Hey, that's in tune. Well,
2: Charlie, whatever, the guitarist for fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers... When what's the guitar's name for Red Hot Chili Peppers? Not Charlie, but it's some Anyway, on his guitar, when they had they have a few songs, snow, Californication, mm-hmm. the way that the guitar fretting works, he has to have his bead string down seven cents. Hmm. So I didn't that, know that so that it brings it into true tonality, not the fretted tonality. It brings it into the true tonality. And so when you hear those... those he And play that and those notes ring out, mm-hmm. like, it sounds great. And if you try and play it with your thing fucking on a tuner, perfect in tune, that B string, the will notes you play... Will always come out of tune. Will always sound seven cents sharp. Weird.
1: Because That's cool. He, That's cool.
2: Yeah, and so because they... He wanted the way... The piano strings would ring, mm. not the way the guitar fret or the guitar rings. With your note on the fourth fret of a B string is
3: oh that that unison. Yeah, style,
2: exactly. Know. And so to tune it down to get that in to, in us uh, in wavelength, right? Rep, you know. However, the science of that shit works. They Sound figured waves, it out, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or the yeah wild. That's it's incredible, Josh. That's his name. But Gabe was cool, dude. The guy, what I loved about a fucking enge- an engineer, mm. you know, someone who records a lot of fucking bands. I, I would, you know, so we're done and like I would go through and we'd be listening through together or all the like tracking as the band was done. And I'm getting ready to do all my fixes and he would have a, there'd be a part and you'd go, hey, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you weren't really giving it your all on that part of the, when you were playing. Can you just give it a little bit more? Mm hmm. Or hey, uh, you know, I I think you sound unsure of yourself. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, you yeah, should just you should cool, just though. you should just go in a little harder. Yeah, dig you know? dig in a little bit. Dig in yeah, a little bit. Get it, man.
2: Hey, I, yeah, no, he was <laughs> that note, dude, he that,
3: that notes always gives it. You just gotta dig in a little bit. It's like, well, if I dig in too hard, I'm gonna pull the strings out of tune. It's like just you just gotta dig in. Yeah, dig into yeah. in what? Right. I don't have right. anything to dig into, dude. The my my. Uh, my favorite thing of being in the studio is just being able to completely analyze everything that's yeah. going on. Yeah. And, and I think most, most musicians are that way. Like, I'm well, tired. You... I'm tired of hearing the song a million times, but does that see part seem rushed to you? Does that one part, like, is that on time? And I love the analytics of that. And I love, yep. I love the, the over, like, I, I'm not a control freak except there i think yeah and it's like
2: that seems wrong well so like for me we we did primary listen throughs after all the takes mark was like hey drums are fucking good and then um you know going through i just i didn't really go like i kind of waited until he was like hey that's fucking good Mm. he give me a thumbs up hey that's your take like okay like i didn't want to question i just oh we need to do that again all right right you know, I, I really I liked not having that actual control mm-hmm. when I'm writing and me and him are in here and we're jamming mm-hmm. or I'm in the over there with those guys and we're fucking writing or jam- like we we get so analytical mm-hmm. and we, you know, we take our phones and we record parts and we listen back and we're doing all like. But in there, I was just like, hey, I don't have to actually make a choice right now. I know my parts and I need to play it until that guy goes, hey, it's a good fucking take. Right. Yeah. Oh, Sweet. Let me know when it's done.
3: When I'm, I'm more of like the.
2: But you're doing it all yourself. See, you have to do his job as well as do my job when you're doing your job.
3: Yeah, it's but it's more of the. What is this? Miss, it, it's the what is this missing, or what do I have too much of? Sure, sure, and there's, sure. There's a lot of musicians I've bounced off of in recent years, where it's it's addition by subtraction. You know, it's like okay. Yeah, like one of like my, last, like my last my last less is more. Yeah, my last EP had a song that had nine guitars in it. I mean, it was just super layered, and it worked like for Devin that. Townsend. <laughs> it worked for that song. Yeah, and it was great, but there was another song that had equally as ma- uh, equal amount of guitars in it, but it didn't quite work. And so I remember listening back <laughs> and going, you know, if I just pull the baritone out of there and I just pull the weird lead part isn't in the mix but it's there do i miss it no i don't miss it okay it's gone and that's you know a lot of the musicians i've been uh working with or um been around and kind of bouncing ideas off of that's their thing is this if i can get if i can get away with one guitar yeah let's do that if i can get away with just a piano let's just do that i don't need to overanalyze and just keep adding and that was my problem yeah Well, i'm gonna have the stereo chorus guitars and i'm gonna have the the main rhythm will be here and i'll have this and everything's doubled and then the vocals were doubled and i had all this stuff going on where i had a 24 track song yeah and it's just like well i don't need i don't need half of
0: this
2: yeah i imagine i imagine like it was you know in writing this and luckily enough i i think it's three pieces are Kind of the epitome. They're really hard to write for, but they're the epitome of like great sound. A three-piece band, mm-hmm. you don't get quite the dual guitar stuff, mm-hmm. and you know that is something cool. But you always have volume problems trying to match two guitars, mm-hmm. tone-wise for one being louder than the other. That competition that inevitably happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but writing filling parts for a three-piece, yeah. but. If when I imagine recording, I would want it to feel like we're still a three piece. You know, if 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 I hear that's what I love about tool is it doesn't sound. I mean, every you know, you get backing guitars with a solo, but you understand three pieces give rhythm guitar with their solo. But do you? What do you mean? There's no backing guitars on the solos on. On any tool
3: nope there's layers there's layers for little parts here and there yeah but for the most part they don't have backing guitars oh
2: well that's true and i I, I only say i know i'm
3: coming off a little cocky but it only comes it it only comes from the point of having to listen to that stuff oh yeah you play it yeah but it's and i have to figure out how okay how do i do this? Right. How do I pull right. this off? Like I'm, I'm fearing doing songs like Zombie because yeah. I, that means I have to go buy a um, a talk box, and I don't want to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But so with with this new with this new process and this new project that I'm working on, and this mm-hmm. new
2: minimal being efficient,
3: extremely efficient. Yeah. And so it's like okay, if if a if a guitar part is if you feel it. Like, if that part moves you, don't double it. Just leave nope. it, leave yep. it by itself. Leave it by itself,
2: yep. And, and it doesn't need another guitar underneath of it to support it. Right, and yeah. so... Exactly.
3: The, the newest one that I'm working on that doesn't have a name, but it's very... I've always felt like as I've worked on it, it's very accessible to uh, multiple genres, although I feel like it has its roots in, in post-hardcore yeah. at its core. But it's got kind of 90s th- uh, anthemic... Uh, verse stuff, and when I was initially working on it, I was, I was like, I feel like I've heard this song like in a negative way. Okay, okay, yeah, and I was like, Oh, I've heard it. Oh, somebody else has played this. And as I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, I was like, Well, oh, that's a good thing because somebody else is gonna go, I've heard this, this is that I recognize this. I'm like, Oh, this is so familiar, yeah, I I like, right? yeah, I like it. And then yeah. they'll listen to it again, yeah. they'll listen to it again, hopefully. Right. And going through that process of that particular song was that part I like. And then I took it to a uh, a musician friend of mine and was like, what do you think? He's like, well, what if you tried this? And so I added that concept in. I I ended up liking it, taking a little bit of the riff away and adding something more ethereal. And he goes, well, what if the drums were the focal point here? I was like, Oh, that's a good point. And so we came up with the drum part, and the drum part came together, and I was like, okay, but this still holds the original feel of what I wanted to do, yeah. which was a very 4-4 four, four post-hardcore song, but the, the verse is very uh, anthemic 90s pop. And then I kind of worked through that and, and sent it off to a buddy of mine, and he goes, you finally figured it out because you you broke I broke down my process which was really fucking hard yeah. to do and he goes you took instead of taking outside I would I was notorious for taking outside influence as gospel he goes you took outside influence and went okay but I'm going to filter it through what I do anyway he said you took that outside influence filtered it it still sounds like you and that's
2: but familiar. But familiar. Uh, and I was
3: like, okay, all right, cool. I think I'm on the right path here. Come good, <laughs> dude.
2: Good, man. So
3: It's been, what did I say? It was like uh, 2018 November-ish yeah. was the last show. I did not pick up a single fucking healthy anything, uh, uh, solo anything until about six months ago. Maybe even. Really? Yeah, I just I wasn't interested in it. I just oh, didn't wow. want to do it. I I'd, I'd, I'd talked about it. I'd done like changed like some social media stuff added like, Hey, I'm working on stuff, mm-hmm. but it was never within any, in, with any intent. Um, like, I think I even might've teased, like I'm, I'm putting out an album and yeah. I just, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe in yeah. it. And yeah, about six, six months uh, or so ago, uh, the great state TGS was going through kind of a, um, transitioned into a new new rehearsal space and we weren't rehearsing very much. And I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to focus up on this. I need to be at one with myself. And I was going through some (laughs) mental stuff and that's where that taking risks theme came from and not being afraid of my own mental drawbacks and wanting to talk about it.
1: Yeah. Dude, it's, that's yeah, sure.
3: It's, it, it all boils down to, to what's your voice. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a singer, mm-hmm. you have, you oh, know, yeah. what's my voice here? You yeah. know, what, what do, and it's not what, what do people want me to say? It's what, what do I have to say? Right. Yeah. And so that's what I had a problem with. What mm-hmm. do I, yeah. don't have anything to say. And then a few, you know, several months ago, I was just like, I do have something to say, but I'm fucking scared of saying it mm-hmm. because I'm afraid, I was afraid of how it would make me feel. Yeah. I would feel Isn't vulnerable it? or I would appear vulnerable and people wouldn't like it. Yeah. And then as the world is changing, and as mental health is being a little bit well, more widely,
2: vulnerability is healthy,
3: and exactly, and it's being more widely accepted. Yeah, where that kind of not to
2: isn't ah, that language even weird? It's being accepted. I, and to, I know, the, heart, I don't want to. Like, no, I know you don't. But but for me, I hate that that, that we even have to say right, that and something was, like being a vulnerable creator is acceptable now.
3: And I was going to make the point of of uh, of toxic masculinity, which I hate just throwing that out because it's yeah. such a catchphrase now yeah Yeah. but it's more of of the being uh, a man mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean being the uh, 1960s version of manly now no, true we're in this point where creatives and people who are in their feelings which a lot of creatives are a lot of musicians oh, yeah. are a lot of poets most are, are. right yeah we're <clears throat> fucking humans are in your feelings you just don't outwardly express them and that's what I was afraid of. Mm. And knowing that being vulnerable is actually a positive. Yeah. Being vulnerable is actually a good character
2: uh, trait. It's a tool to help analyze the direction you want your life to go.
3: Right. And it'll scare people off because they're not ready to move to well to either be vulnerable themselves or mm-hmm. to hear your uh, oh, vulnerabilities yeah. and that's fine, but with people this, with this particular process for me, it was I need the lethargic release of saying I'm not fucking okay, <sighs> and I need yeah. to be okay with not being okay.
2: Dude, I feel you, man. And I feel it's you. It's
3: been really hard. It's like everything in my life is going really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, and I acknowledge like... everything that's going really fucking well.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: The only problem is is I don't like it. Not because it's going well. That's not what I don't like. I don't know what it is that I don't like. Yeah, you just and, don't like it. And it's like, well, this, am I addicted to drama? Am I addicted to being a victim? am I addicted to reliving past traumas? So it's like okay, well how do I categorize hey, this? Man.
2: Hey man, listen the thing though is with Trump oof, that's that's rough cuz uh addi- I wouldn't call the word addiction uh, you can be psychosomatically tr- triggered and and compelled to relive trauma. You that can makes be sense. you can be uh, because of the the type of wound that some mental trauma, even aftermath, um, <clears throat> depending on when what it occurs from, so it uh, you can you can unknowingly choose scenarios mm-hmm. that you know will end in a way that you live it out. So
3: I have um, the part of the reason why I shut Helvy down is I was going through a massive mental breakdown. Plus all yeah. of the didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. Mm. And those are probably very closely tied together. Mm. It it stems off a, and this is not something a lot of people know. My very close friends do know it, it stems off a suicide attempt. So that did happen Yeah, and it actually happened the night before our show. Yeah. So I just wasn't happy. And by the way, Christmas lights don't do anything. No, then you can't hang yourself with Christmas lights. No, they don't have. Attempts. Found found out the hard way. Mm. <laughs> I can laugh about that now, hey, mm. but yeah. even in the moment, and I've worked past. As I've seen therapists, we have worked past past that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What set that moment up? When I, uh, a little bit of a tangent here. When I was very little, my mm. biological father sexually molested both me and my older two sisters. Something I've not been quiet about. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, and. That happened. Yeah. Mm. What I realized was shortly before that particular moment, maybe six weeks or so, or maybe not even that long, is that I realized that my stepdad, who I loved dearly, I idolized that man. I have his last name. Yeah. Also did. (laughs) In a moment that he was very frustrated, and I always made that excuse for him in my head, Mm. where I was a little boy at 15, went to bed early, Cause I was going to explore my body and I got caught. Mm. And so he decided to aggressively grab and pound me in that area. (sighs) Is this what you want to do with yourself? That oh. fucked me up when I realized that that so, was the same. So it
2: wasn't. It wasn't a sexual thing. It was a malicious, like, a right. It but attack it's sti- on you person. Yeah. And
3: I always viewed it that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it was. It's still sexual molestation. 100 percent. Hundred percent. Definitely. But that block was there because one, yeah. he was a good man, for the most part. Mm. He did raise me. Yeah. He did pay for my name change. Yeah. Like he loved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things. Like all the boxes were checked, but I had that massive breakdown because one, he's been dead since two thousand nine of oh, lung wow. cancer. Okay. And so,
2: did you also think it was a little bit your because absolutely your? Fault? I did that. That was my my problem. That mm. I
3: and so I can't believe, like. I, yeah, and I I remember having the breakdown over Christmas with my family in the room. And Did it kind of flood back? I'd, I had I had been dealing with it prior to, but it came in and I was talking, my mom and my stepdad were there oh, and it came down, I just started bawling. I was like, I have been abused sexually by every man I ever loved. <laughs> and to Bro. say that to your mom <laughs> and she just just like, I wish I, I was like, why? You mm. know, and it's like that moment in the Fresh Prince where mm. his dad comes back. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. why doesn't he want me? Yeah. I felt that, that was, way. Yeah. And I don't want to mm. take, I'm not trying to take anyone no. down. Mm. I'm mm. just saying that that process happened. That was that disconnect. And I mm. ruined mm. a ton of relationships because I was going through that. Like, there was a woman that I didn't tell her to her face, but I was in love with her. And I, I lost that person for the rest of my life. That's a, she doesn't exist to, in my life anymore mm. because... Mm because you I, were I hurt her so well, bad
2: you were hurt so bad at a young age yeah, the
3: hurt the hurt people hurt people
2: well sense. you were never given a tool to deal with that trauma in a way that's productive
3: the, the, the problem with that is is yes I was
2: at at 15 you were
3: but 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 that's new oh yeah because I had already dealt with original dad doing that and so I'd gone to counseling Okay. After he had been arrested and taken to jail and all that stuff. Okay. And it's just my brain never saw that as an issue. And so Uh, 30-year-old brain was like, no, no, that's an issue. And now you get to deal with it. And so that, that was my process through shutting Helvey down and having this mental anguish of being just bummed about everything and not knowing why feeling like my world was collapsing. But at the same time, my life was kind of going really awesome. Mm. So it was a weird teeter-totter experience of just being really high and really low. Mm. And not in the bipolar sense. More of the, I'm aware of how well my life is going. I love what I'm doing. Everything here sustains me, and I I enjoy it? it. But I am so fucking bummed about everything else.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm even bummed about my life being good. Yeah. Because it sustains me. But I can't enjoy it. And so it was this process of how do I take that moment and instead of being bummed about how good my life is going is just let it go. Yeah. How do I take that moment of trauma that happened forever ago Mm. and let it just exist in that moment. Right. How do I take all of those feelings and turn it into art? Yeah. Right. And how do I write about it without crying?
2: No, no, you don't. (laughs) That last part, you don't. You write about it and you fucking ball your eyes out while you write about it because that will be the truest it will be. And then eventually you will have written those lyrics Reread those lyrics and cried so many times at that shit that you are gonna inevitably gonna to have to perform it live, and you're not gonna cry at it because now it's you. Now you own it. You, I mean, that is facing the the demon. That that is facing the uncomfortable fucking demon inside of you. It's is this, is this, actually going. Wait, no, I'm gonna talk about something and I'm gonna fucking cry my eyes out every time I have to talk about I, this.
3: I didn't expect to bring up. It, the, I have talked about this but mostly the family I've never I never for a minute thought I would be bringing that up today mm. and it's the the emotions still the emotions oh, still there I, mm. and I've f- I fucking loved that guy yeah. like love, and and then it and then it was over yeah, yeah. my idolization of that man gone mm. how I feel about that man growing up and how he did all these wonderful things for me gone yeah like my stolen, my, my f- stolen maybe. Yeah. And, but my feeling of him to the point where I thought about changing my name, Ooh. like that's how far it went. Yeah. And it was this like, well, do I, I was like, unfortunately that's part of my identity. I, I feel
2: yes uh, uh, now. Yes. And well, you don't have to let that scorn what you can make for your name now. Of course.
3: Perfect. Yeah. So, so here's where I'm at with all of that as we kind of close that topic. Is Let's do
2: that and listen to a fucking song because you brought two fantastic fucking I know, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dude, no, this is, hey, Matt, dude, I fucking love you. Yeah, man. I want to let you know. You, Thanks for being the, so real. Thank you for being real. Really? This is why I fucking love you. This is exactly. why I can't wait she for does. you back on. And exactly. I identify with a large amount of that. Oh, yeah. And um, dude... On a completely personal note, you never want to talk. You have ears that are ready to accept and deal with shit that is often too hard for people to deal with. I greatly appreciate that. I
3: I can't express that. I I feel like the community, and that's how I've met you guys, is through the music community. I feel like that community and other communities all the same, extending that hand... Extending that ear well dude means oh, more yeah.
2: I, you, there's there do, do you know how many of I mean, yes you do. Actually, we know how many of our friends in local bands around here right now and that's why I said at the beginning this most musicians and creators are broken fucking people. Oh totally. Mm. And they're trying to heal themselves with their art mm-hmm. because they may not know there's a fucking wound. Most do. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, that
3: one was so buried. I had no idea it was like it. Mm. I knew you was, didn't know it I was knew it knew, that big, but I didn't know it was going to completely yeah. change you part of my identity. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and so I have, I have personally, even though I hurt, I have, I have tried to extend, uh, to other people. In fact, there was a woman I was talking to today who's just going through a rough time and, I won't name any names or even say yeah, where she's yeah. from, but I reached out to her and I don't remember exactly how we became friends in any form, mm. but I was just like, are you okay? Yeah. And we talked it out. She's going through a rough time, bad breakup, this and that. And I was like, well, how can I help? Well, I need to get a job. All right, well, let me see what I can do. I actually know a, know a headhunter. <laughs> let me see if I can hook, hook you up. Mm. I can't guarantee anything, but fuck, I'm just sitting around. I got nothing to do today. Let me help. That's awesome. And there's times when I need that, yeah. you know, and even, even as a broken individual, mm. I can still, well, you see, it here's out. the amazing, I can still activate human decency.
2: <laughs> what's, what's amazing it is, uh, the realization of that and being able to go, man, I'm, I'm broken. And then there comes a point when you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm a healing person. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we all want to feel like and be able to tell ourselves. Not that we're fixed. You'll never be fucking fixed. Oh, no. no that's... But but the moment to get from realizing we're broken to we're healing.
3: It's like a, bro- it, it's like a broken. Like a like a porcelain teapot that yeah. fell and, and cracked. Mm-hmm. It'll never be the same. No, nope. but you can glue it together. And it'll still work. Yeah. And that's... I am in the phase of... I was shattered.
2: And you're still trying to find all the little shards that... I've def-
3: got... I am, I am a functional teapot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I am a
3: functioning... <laughs> porcelain
2: Uh, teapot. Got tape over a few Uh, holes.
3: I got got some duct tape because I didn't have anything else. (laughs) Uh, A couple (laughs) of spots are gorilla glued because I had the good stuff, but I ran out. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then (laughs) there's a couple of chips here and there. I don't have a lid anymore, but you can Mm. just... Live without it? Yeah, I got I got one of those I got
2: I got one of those lids that fell and cracked in half, and so if you stack it just right on top, it holds together. But the smallest vibration just makes the lid (laughs) fall in half. (laughs) Maybe one maybe one half of the lid falls down inside, and then you got to like reach in with your fingers and And try and don't get cut in the process. And try and grab the half of the (laughs) lid that's now fucking coated in sugar or flour or whatever (laughs) is fucking.
3: So where where I feel like this journey is taking me is music is the only thread in my life that is constant. Yeah. And it's the only thing that I can connect with, with most people. And I have a very weird musical history, which we went over, I think the last podcast. Yeah. 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 If
2: you guys want to know all about how, I mean, dude, he's (laughs) such an interesting fucking guy. I appreciate that. So yeah, Really, I mean, would it surprise you that he was a uh, professional jazz singer?
3: Well, That doesn't surprise me at all. No, no, them, <laughs> the people, not you, the people,
2: the people out there. I was right. asking the audience uh. that's listening right now. Yeah, but, but the, he was it, the is uh,
3: not is. I wish I was. I wish I hadn't screwed that up. But the over over time with the taste changes, it, it, music literally. I can I can linear lin, put a linear start and end or start and current area of Mm. of where music has been in my entire life and how music connects me with all of the people that I absolutely love and adore and in my life including family last night my sister was over at my house and we were watching uh, (laughs) we were watching uh, that viral video of smashing pumpkins 1979 on a roller coaster
2: I don't know this so he's Uh.
3: it's it's a point of view video of going down a roller coaster and on the song nineteen seventy nine the, the, the lines yeah. and we don't need it at uh, that part. Okay. And yes. it's just him going, and we <laughs> as it goes down hundred times we watched it last night, just cracking up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, <that> sounds- <laughs> and so
3: but uh. we were also listening, like I was playing a bunch of uh songs off of uh this the soundtrack to Serendipity. Yeah a movie from the early 2000s, which just like a rom-com. Uh, yeah. uh, I've
2: seen it multiple times. Oh, me I've too. seen it a couple. Yeah.
3: And there's three songs on that album I absolutely adore, which are lovey-dovey songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> For the record, I don't like Bob Marley, but I uh-huh. love Annie Lennox's cover of Waiting in Vain. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then there's a song by Sean Colvin called uh, when you know, which is very much a romantic love song, yeah. I love that. And then there's a song by this twin pop group from the early 2000s called Evan and Jaren. Mm.
2: Evan and Jaren, yeah. I feel like they, they were that twins. Familiar. And that they, song.
3: They had a song called "Crazy for This Girl." That was their hit. I'm
0: crazy
1: for <laughs> yeah. This girl. Yeah. See, there you go. I'm crazy Jason for is the, this pop, girl. the Jason is the yeah. human. Yeah. The yeah. human right now, <laughs> face to face. Oh, yeah, I know. So, I know. Had a, so they, had, <laughs> they had
3: a song called The Distance that was on that album. Uh-huh. And its and I don't know what it is. And I was sitting there like playing it for my sister Jenny. And, and I was like, and there's this fretless bass part right here. And it's like, buh, 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 de, buh. And it's like minor key. And she's like, I'm going to go to bed. Because <laughs> it was like 2 in the morning. And I was like, but wait, you got to hear this. And she's like, nah, I'm no, I'm good. And, and then I and then I stayed oh, up for like two more hours, like deep diving into soundtracks, and God. I went on the I went I think I went on the Amazon vinyl or Amazon bought a bunch of vinyl because I was like
1: <laughs> I want that one and I want that one.
2: That sounds I, awesome. Doesn't uh, that feel so good? Oh,
3: I so a number of years ago, my storage <laughs> unit got broken into. All of my CDs that I'd ever had. Oh no! Gone easily fifteen hundred to two that. grand, not dollars fifteen. Yeah, hundred to CDs, CDs. Yeah, gone. Oh my god! And and so I was like, I actually still go to like Goodwill and stuff and buy CDs because I I'm gonna replace every single one of them, even the obscure ones if I can find them. Mm uh we're talking like random techno cd which is like a techno reeks remix of stacy arico if you n- remember her at all there's Maybe, gotta be huh. there's gotta be more to life oh yes i've heard chasing out every temporary high okay satisfy yeah. yes. me. <laughs> i don't know why i'm doing it. i don't know why i'm doing it that way but <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're you motherfucker and that's how you roll okay
2: hey let's do this uh Let's take a, a short little tiny break. I have to pee. Me too. And man. I'm going to load up a vinyl, and we're going to come back to y'all motherfuckers, and we're going to listen to some fucking music. We have great music coming up. We have more conversation. Yes. Uh, stick around, friends. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. They oh, yeah. even know it.
1: Peas have been had.
2: Yeah. Things yep. have been done. Conversation. So, <laughs> so we're getting ready to listen to a vinyl. He brought two beautiful vinyls. He brought Jimmy World Futures, which... Who doesn't love Jimmy That's World? That's my favorite album. Yeah. And then Metric Fantasies, which me and Jason are both unfamiliar with. Yeah.
3: So Metric is awesome. Where and are that from? Was, uh, I believe they're from Chicago. Okay. Uh, that album was a huge hit.
2: Which side is side A?
3: The blue one. Thank you. You're welcome. I actually went and listened to it today to make sure. Nice. And if it's not, then we'll pause the podcast and people won't know. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, no, so they actually self-produced and self-financed this album. Really? And they were—they ended up becoming, you know, like Lollapalooza favorites and uh-huh. playing all the festival tours. This was probably 9, gotcha. 10, 11, that area. And their stuff's really cool. It's kind of like alternative E-pop uh, Electronic pop meets uh, kind of riffage. Mm. Um and this is a great example of that because the, the guitar riff is very predominant, but there's a lot of synth and stuff and nice. Um I don't remember how I discovered this band. It might have been a radio find, but I just remember getting this album for the first time and going, Oh fuck, they're amazing mm. and their singer is amazing and their band is super tight, and then I went and saw them at I think the Crystal. Oh, wow. And yeah. it was just
2: like, oh, this is
3: not only really good on record, <laughs> this yeah. is really
2: good live. Well, I hope I have it st- stacked right. I think, I think I'm think i going to drop right. It's going to be perfect. We have a things. Yeah. Things. Let's play a little vinyl time. Uh, pick one, two, three, or four. Uh,
3: Three. <laughs>
1: Love it. All right, everyone. It's final time. Everyone, it's time again. Circle around and grab a friend. Drop the needle. Reminisce time and stuff. This is it. Final time. Oh, final time. Oh, it's final time. Oh, final time. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: That's how we start. It's amazing. Yeah. Ooh, that was so good. Good job.
1: Ooh. It's like video game kind of, like street
2: Fighter.
0: So
2: I've totally heard this the world song. You off? I've totally, okay, that's who this gold. is.
3: What? One of my favorite parts is the, the acoustic and the bridge. Right. When it just, like, layers out.
1: It's not the bridge, was, like,
2: was this on Guitar Hero?
1: Yeah. Oh. okay. He's, like, was addicted. Right. That, that was here. such an Because
3: m- you wouldn't expect that. No, oh, this is so good. I know.
2: I like it. Yeah. yeah their, their
3: big hit on this album was track one. This is my favorite. Hands down, off this album. The next album they did after this, which I forget the name offhand. Way more synth and way more prog and way more like, risks taken. Wow, so good. Okay,
2: okay, you sold me.
3: kind of in the reason why I picked this is very similar to how I'm feeling about my new writing process this is just a small band from Chicago I believe self produced self financed great sounding album yeah solidly thought out everything's well performed and etc you have dynastic execution dynamic dynastic execution yes in a pop team.
2: I love it. Yeah, this is awesome.
3: Essentially the same chord progression, same beat the entire time. It's take something very simple and expand. And that guitar riff is super i I believe it's just an A octave. Like an open A to an A octave. Beauty is you could mosh, or you could dance, or you could be the cool guy in the back of the room just nodding your head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm often that guy. Well it's because you're taller than everybody and you can see from the back of the room. So you can get the spot by the you can get the spot by the bar and still see the stage.
2: Amazing. And the sound is better back there anyway.
3: Because it's
1: balanced. Jerk.
0: song
2: that's cool that's beautiful that was, that's yeah, beautiful that's awesome if since you were here last jason got his parents gave them this it's an that's old cool. technics very cool super nice yeah. programmable balanced arm yeah my that's,
1: folks came to visit and had uh, that I'm I'm jealous dr- Dude, that's
2: way better them. that's way better than mine counterweighted and it has a pitch adjust
3: so I have a Yamaha, like nineteen seventy, late 1970s Yamaha hmm. um, component system that I was gifted when I was like a kid. Wow. And I just got it back. My par- my parents had it. My mom had it. And I was like, that's mine. And I just was <laughs> like, I'm taking it. And my stepdad was like, well, I was like, no, no, I'm taking it. Yeah. It's mine. And I took it <laughs> home. And I've, uh, like, everything's super scratchy. I need to take it to a shop and get it cleaned. Uh, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, but yeah. the record player has a little bit of a pitch in it. Like it's just a little bit too pitched up. It's spinning, spinning a little too fast. A little fast. Yeah. And so I'm I'm just going to have it cleaned, and hopefully that takes care of that problem. If not, then mm. I think there's a couple of adjustment knobs that I haven't really messed with. Right.
2: So you can tension the belt or loosen the belt.
3: Ooh, yeah, too. Yeah, that too. And,
2: and what my dad told me as a trick is when you have an old record player that's belt-driven... You get rubber bands, and you stretch rubber bands out, and if it's spinning up, if it's too fast, and you need to slow down the wheel, Mm. you put the rubber band on the bigger side to make the gears bigger.
3: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And
2: so you, around the pulley is a rubber belt, and so you just put rubber bands and increase the diameter minutely. Dude, it's one rubber band around will change the pitch around the pulley and then you put the belt back around now a little bit tiny larger diameter pulley or if you go down to the small one you change that as well and you can Put a rubber band around each side to change the way the gear ratio basically. Okay. Between yeah, a yeah. large pulley and a small now you're pulley.
3: You're speaking my language, gear ratio. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: So yeah. it's, 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 man, it's, it's literally the small, uh, do you have a small pulley on your pedals and a big pulley on, and a big gear on your tire yeah. or a big gear on your pedals and a small pulley right. on your tire? Right. And finding the balance between those two to be like, you know, uh, the motor that spins it. Every revolution affects, you know, do you want a bigger revolution count on the motor or a big, bigger revolution count on the wheel? And that's... I love it. And you just use a rubber band to change that diameter. And
3: I'm, I'm total team DIY. I would yeah, rather yeah, not yeah. take shit to it. Oh, the the mm-hmm. head unit definitely needs to go to the shop because, yeah. I mean, I've had scratchy pots on that thing since I was 20, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And I just haven't... Had it clean, right? And I probably, I could probably just put some pot cleaner on there and call it good. Yeah. But I'd rather have a yeah. shop yeah. go go all the way Pro. through it and make sure, like all right, the, well, the they'll, capacitors they'll, and resistors, yeah, and, stuff and, and they'll good. put a
2: new needle on it. And, and, and well, this
3: is the head unit, like I, it's actually cartridge based, which is I found out, which was awesome. So the vi- I, the record player, yeah. So I I looked up, it's got the number on it, so it's a newer eighties. Or late seventies mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. cartridge-based needle, so I can actually get replacements. For yeah. it, which makes yeah. me very, very fucking. Yeah, that's, happy. that's
2: what this one is gotcha. too. And then slideable replacement.
3: I, what I want to do, uh, this is homeowner speak, but what I want to do in my new house uh, is take uh, take it upstairs into what I'm converting into my entertainment room slash office slash recording room. Yeah. Uh, mm. In my third bedroom is put that on the wall and put like shelving and have that in there and have a fully vintage console. I have speakers, like old 70s speakers that my mom is giving me uh-huh. that I can match with that and it'll be a fully vintage console.
1: That'd be so fun.
3: It would be right. Yeah. But I also want a fully reliable digital new <laughs> new yeah. one. Yeah. So <laughs> I can listen to you know Metric and and, and Jimmy World and all uh, the the vinyl I didn't bring because I've listened to it before I I came over, and there was only the super the, nerd, the super so the super nerd vinyl, and maybe we we'll can we can do this next time. Yes, mm-hmm. is I have the in game soundtrack for Mortal Kombat <gasps> on vinyl. Oh. not the techno. It does have the techno song at the very end. It's on uh-uh. on the B side. But in but game, we're talking fight. the level. Sent the levels that you fight in, all that oh. background noise for Mortal One Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. I yeah. have it on vinyl. Wow. There's only 1,500 oh. copies made. Holy shit. My sister found it and that was my oh. Christmas gift. Oh.
2: Dude, yeah. That's I so played cool. I played Mortal Kombat. Just Mortal Kombat. I mean, I played Mortal Kombat 2 as well, but I played Mortal Kombat so fucking much, if, dude.
3: If I can find the arcade cabinet mm-hmm. of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, that's my favorite. Yeah. I will. And I have found one, but it was just destroyed, and there would be a lot of upkeep.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't care if the innards work because I'm going to pull them out and put yeah. an HD screen and a, you know, mm-hmm. Xbox or PlayStation in there just to play that game. Yeah. I want. The full branded cabinet of Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three.
2: Yeah, love it. That's that it. Would be sweet. And, yeah. th-
3: and it's funny because you can get from Walmart. Yeah, the actual the one up, up arcade arcade yeah. of all of the arc- one two three oh. and yeah. Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. I have 3. them at my work. I have them. And my my $2. friend. $2. Yeah, my friend's like, "You should buy that." And I was like, <laughs> nah. It's not what yeah. I want. Yeah, it's not the
1: original. Like.
3: I want the cabinet. I don't yeah. care what's inside because yeah. the in, what's inside is garbage and it's been played a million times. Yeah. yeah, true. And I, I got super nerdy. And somebody built on YouTube. They built a full arcade cabinet for a release of Mortal Kombat Eleven, like from scratch. Gotcha. This woodworker, and it was, and he made a full. That's uh, cool. Lay, like, full controller layout. Oh, it, it's a I think it was PS4 based, mm-hmm. but it was a full HD layout, custom built, custom screen, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I am not the greatest woodworker, but I'm going to do that shit.
1: They make okay. like a pretty nice uh, curved, like 32 inch Samsung TV. Just like put that in if, a cabinet. If or I something. remember
3: correctly, it <laughs> is a 40 something
1: inch oh gotcha see it's actually a good size and it's
3: a full 4k and this dude made it by hand with like we're talking like (laughs) inch and a quarter plywood Plywood. and like it it weighs like 500 pounds right they had to piece it apart and and mortal kombat sent him the 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 placards to put in all the windows and Uh. and the wrap for the whole cabinet what right so it was it was a professional release it was legit and i'm watching this video i'm (sighs) going I'm getting this in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. This will happen in my lifetime. Oh, that's so cool. awesome. Like, Do it. I, and that's the only cabinet I want. Like yeah. there's a ton of cabinet games that I loved. Like I loved Virtual Fighter and I loved Virtual um,
2: Virtual Fighter's fucking amazing. Killer Instinct mm. one oh, and yeah. Two. Yeah.
3: But I get the same Killer Instinct vibes playing it on console. For whatever reason, sitting there in an arcade in the nineties. I can still remember doing the combo on Ultimate Mortal Kombat three and Mortal Kombat three as well, but doing the combo for Sub Zero mm. to the back back the the <laughs> kick a kick and yeah. throw him across the thing. <laughs> it's like uh, you just kind of like toggle the thing back and forth and just hit kick until uh, oh, that's what it was. It was low uh, low low high back high. And so it's like pa 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 and it was unblockable. <laughs> yeah. And then his fatality, mm-hmm. block, block, run, block, run. I still remember it to this day. <laughs> and being on the console, <laughs> Hell yeah. you have you have the da 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 da. And it just you, was So easy you were a Sub Zero guy? I loved I loved Sub Zero. I was music. Scorpion. That's I right. was Scorpion forever. Well, dude, so We
2: were yeah. On
3: m- on new on eleven, Scorpion's my guy. For whatever reason, they've dumbed down Sub Zero. Oh wow. And uh Actually I just remembered the combo. It's the the high punch. it's you go in order in a box.
2: So it's high punch, <laughs> high punch,
3: low punch, low kick, low kick, backwards high kick.
2: Jeez. That's beautiful. Steel trap up here. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. legit. Do you ever fuck with Reptile? Sure. Okay.
3: It's, and I love the story behind all that too. Yeah. Like mm. the it like how hard. it was so Reptile was a glitch. Yeah. No, no no no. No, Reptile wasn't a glitch. Reptile was just the random character in the pit. Yeah. Mm. When you went to play cor- Goro. So you have the two that were glitches, which was Rain and, yep. and Ermac, which Ermac is short for Error Macro.
2: Oh, It's, okay. a, col- it's a color yeah. variant. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all oh, gotcha. it is. Okay. Yeah.
3: And so Ermac is now legit character, obviously. And then Noob cybot is just flip the creator's names backwards. Ed Boon and uh, Tobias. I forget his yeah. name. But cybot wow wow that's funny and then um the rain was like this fake character that didn't mm-hmm. exist that they were like oh it's rain and they had and then yeah. another one is chameleon which is everyone.
2: chameleon yeah yeah
3: which I think he came out in one of the releases who's your
2: favorite character from two
3: from two I, I actually did like reptile in yeah. two yeah. Uh, uh, but I played uh either katana or Molina a lot.
2: I was Katana or Jax,
3: dude. Jax was so great. Oh I love it. On Game Boy, I, Jax was indestructible. I loved
2: mm-hmm. being Jax, and then Katana was fucking awesome mm-hmm. on two, and then always Scorpion still. But the I,
3: reason I loved Molina was you could jump from the ceiling. Oh the, yes, the ceiling yeah. jump. And yep. it, but if it was blocked, Which was you were so totally hard to screwed. fucking fight. <laughs> but if you were blocked, you were totally screwed. Yeah, because they're just uppercut. But three changed everything for me and for everybody. I'm sure. The reason I loved 3 and, and then a, uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was yeah. just a character expansion mm-hmm. was mm. the hyper-realism where they did literal still yeah. shots of people doing yeah. all the moves. And it that was the first video game that was like, this looks like,
0: people! oh, my God,
3: fucking graphics are amazing. Yeah, right. And so I've never been hardcore, super video game guy. I love video games. I have several consoles. Mm. But like the gtas of the world i've played them not my thing yeah the, not the me. it's anymore. it's weird because i i will dive into a little bit of of the hardcore nerd stuff mm. the uh like diablo is one of my oh, favorite I, games oh, yeah. ever diablo, diablo right. me and oh, diablo yeah. 3 were simpatico i have played diablo 3 nine bajillion fucking times through on uh, several consoles and mm. and uh yeah that but diablo is fucking great oh, I love and um the newest one is Paladins. They play the shit out of this game, Paladins.
2: Do you ever play Boulders Gate? Back in the day? Yeah.
3: Dude, do you ever play? There's there's one nerd game that I play that nobody plays. That we won't go to, get into that and it's called Cold Step Saga. It's like if Monopoly and Magic the Gathering had a baby and it's the perfect, Whoa it's the perfect game. That sounds cool. And if you guys ever want to play it, I'm already intrigued. If you guys want to yeah. play it, come to my house. <laughs> oh, it, yeah? It's multiplayer. Cold seps <laughs> oh, saga. Cool. Cold Sepp saga. It came out on Xbox 360. Nobody knows about it. It's uh. like me and my best friend Curtis play it. Wow. Uh. And I think they've killed the online for it. It's uh. 360 only. But wow. but it's turn based. We have one. It's, yeah. it's it's so, so good, and and okay. we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when the podcast yeah, is yeah, over. Yeah, because I will talk for nine hours about oh, I love that, that game. Okay, <laughs> it's tra- yes. it's I can it's, see it in your face. Right strategy, strategy. Yeah, it, right well, I've, Already I've unleashed so many hours of my life on that game. Oh, good, um, good. But um, I almost forgot what I was going to say.
2: Talking about know. gaming stuff, you fuck with now. Uh, so, pa- oh, you say paladin? Paladin. I asked if you played Boulder's Gate.
3: I was going to say. um it's a console. It's a cabinet game. They used to have a gauntlet.
2: Yo. Oh yeah. Fucking gauntlet.
3: Dude. Mm-hmm. Two thousand. The early. Season, it was like, yeah, it's two thousand. It was a gauntlet legacy.
1: Maybe. I think so. I think they have it at Ground Zero. I was just yeah. there. Yeah. No, they, they fully. They I fully was just fucking there. Like, there. like there. less than two weeks ago, man. It, t- it was oh, so fucking fun. So uh, good. But Dude, ground control. DJ got ground a high control. score. Ground control. Yeah. We high a, score. Yeah. We got On a what? high score. It was a fucking game. It was like one person drives and shoots a gun, and then the other person just has to shoot. And I was driving and shooting, and Jada was sh- just shooting, and we fucking beat the whole fucking game, dude. All
2: six levels
1: got number one and shit.
3: Oh, like, a- Area Fifty One. Oh,
2: no. oh. Oh oh Playing cons uh, cabinet though. God, I got yeah. pictures of it. So I worked. Shit. I worked at a movie a theater, game, and they I had they had one. Area Fifty One, the movie I theater it. I worked <laughs> at. And so between movies, dude quarters fucking
3: it's like that one and like so, co- was a time crisis
2: well so uh, they had area 51 there and the the other one they had is they had the old um oh god what was the brand name um in Gu- uh,
3: Nat Geo Nat
2: Geo yeah. four pack no no Nat Geo's a no no Nat Neo Geo. Neo Geo. The four pack, they had the the plane, the flying plane yeah, game. Yeah, 1942. 1945. Yeah. 45, 1945. They have a bunch of different. Uh, they had year. Bubble yeah. bubble Bobble. They had fucking, um, a, oh God, what other games were they? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. That was my favorite fucking arcade. Samurai
3: Showdown. Yeah, Samurai Showdown do you 100%. Know that, do, you, do you remember that they put out a console?
2: Now, Neo Geo did? Uh-huh. No. I did not know Neo
3: Panasonic ha. put out a console. Panasonic owns Neo Geo. Okay. Panasonic okay. put out a console in the early uh, God. It might have been the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I was I, really. Yeah, I was. I that was, I was tra- I was traipsing through the internets the other day, <laughs> and there's one of the things I follow, the total nerd uh, that I follow, and it does a lot of vi- old video game yeah. stuff. And it was a, a, an old video game release so it was like old console releases so genesis sega cd x32 if you remember that oh yeah um my favorite uh dreamcast which was my favorite saturn
2: (sighs) too bad it didn't last that long no i still have mine well i mean yes but i mean the brand the 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 campaign.
3: This, this, yeah. Did the, not last the, too long. The, the Sega Dreamcast will always be the best under, uh, under promoted console. Yeah. Because my s- buddy had one. Like, so, yeah. The Dreamcast was better R- than R- the PlayStation.
2: R- R- boxing Rumble, R- Rumble Boxing, what was that fucking boxing game? No, it was Rumble Boxing. Rumble Boxing on Dreamcast was fucking so fun. All
3: of the the Damn, 2K the 2K it. games. Oh, yeah. Yes. Those are all yep. the those all mm-hmm. came on Dreamcast. Yep, yep. Um and now the was it the NBA 2K is like the best NBA game? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, the ESPN NFL 2K5 that is still to this day the best football game that has ever been released with the 1a being espn ncaa college football 2k14 or yeah 2014 so they don't make it anymore and i still have it I'm a (laughs) giant college football nerd um are you oh god yeah and i i support like the worst team in college football being an Oregon State Beaver fan, and it's just like, I watched the game yesterday. It was like, oh,
2: crap. Yeah, my cousin, uh, native here, is a die hard ducks fan. Like, like,
0: <gasps> wop wop.
2: <laughs> like, dude, one of the fucking. He has every color scheme, every set of clothes, and every color scheme, all the shoes, all the socks, all the hats. He can fucking. It, it's so it's he's just wild. he's just out there just taking
3: that dick, just all of Phil Knight, just twelve inches of throating it.
2: Yeah, he loves the ducks. Oh,
0: fuck
3: him. <laughs> not as a person, just as a fan. <laughs>
2: <He> loves <him. laughs> I don't watch college football. I don't know about it. I yeah, and me either.
3: <laughs> I, I try not to, to go too hard on your NFL team either.
2: On mine? Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: no, we we're we're cool. We're, oh yeah, we're, we're good. We're all right. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> if you go look at my car right now, there's a '89 jersey. Hey, hey,
1: that's that's oh, that's, that's gotcha. neat, man. That's cool. All right. At least I don't have. All right. A, I'm all right with that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm you a fan. My,
3: I got my Baldwin jersey in the car because yeah. I wore it at a gig last week.
2: Hey, don't get me wrong. Nice. I like the I like the Hawks. I'm not some like. There's only a there's only like three teams that I really dislike, dislike yeah. um, in the NFL. Uh, I just think that we have the best franchise. You do have a cool company involvement. Well, you have involvement, uh, yeah, community but a ton, involvement.
3: That franchise has a ton of history. So oh, that's yeah. It's really It's cool. It's, it's one of the
2: longest. So it's the, thir- the third oldest team in the NFL. That's super cool. You know, there's only the Bears and the fucking Cardinals are the only two older teams. Than, or the Steelers and the Cardinals are the only two teams that are older than the Packers. Mm. And, you know, pff- we're getting ready to celebrate 100 years. I mean, we've been a team, a franchise for 100 years. Right. We're city owned. We're owned mm-hmm. by the people, voted mm-hmm. by the people where the money gets spent. It's, I, I just love the franchise. I love the, mm-hmm. the, 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 like, you know, and we're not fucking Patriots. So thank you. No. That's all.
3: That's it. I don't, I don't yeah, like the Pats <laughs> and I don't like the 49ers and I don't like,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what and i don't I like don't the steelers like
3: the steelers uh got gifted a super bowl because Bettis was retiring yeah. And i will go on record saying that agreed and i hope that that makes some sort of viral movement because the steelers were gifted a super bowl
0: yeah yeah
3: there was two touchdowns called back yeah are you fucking kidding me yep but Seahawks got their Super Bowl. So Yes, they did. And yeah. and there was no questioning that they were the better team that day.
0: Oh yeah.
2: True. Oh hey, listen. I'm a Packers fan through and through, but if playoffs come and they're either not in or get out and the Seahawks are still in, I just go, "All right, I want to see the Seahawks win this thing." Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I'm at. They're so, my second except for when they met in the NFC title game and Hey,
3: couldn't and they... couldn't catch a uh
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Football goes that way. You yeah, guys had up. three years before, you had the same call in the other way. Oh, yeah. That fucking it's end zone true. call, you know for a hundred percent that was our fucking ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it it is a great rivalry. Mm. It's become one in the mod this age of football. Definitely. The Seahawks and the Packers kind of yeah. NFC fucking yeah. heads. It is fun. Right? I mean, we're two of the best <clears throat> all the time teams in the NFC. Did see, did typically.
3: You, did you see who the Seahawks traded for today? Uh uh. Jade Davion Clowney. Yeah, we
1: got Clowny. Yeah. We traded what two players and a fucking third round
3: pick. Yeah, two two third stringers and a third round pick. Yeah, uh, good be, trade. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we yeah.
1: fucking dropped all of our backup quarterbacks. Did yeah. you see all that shit? All we of them. We have no fucking backup quarterback. We oh, have, I bet well. they're
3: gonna sign one of the guys that got cut from another team. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Or they'll get that kid that uh, backed him up last year.
1: Yeah.
3: Doesn't matter. Yeah. It um, doesn't matter
1: for now. <laughs> I will get somebody.
3: Football aside, so <laughs> <laughs> so and I, and I love being here because we we do the we we can dive from the heavy stuff oh, yeah. of uh to, to going to light stuff of football. Yeah. It, so I'm actually considering starting a, a podcast, which if oh, if I sweet. work if, if I work on that, you guys are definitely gonna be there. But, Please. Heck yeah. Um I would and and if mine would be a little bit more towards the extent electricities of my life rather than sure. mostly a music thing yeah mm-hmm. um with, but it being heavily music favorite you, obviously because yeah. that's a huge part do you want of to do life. solo
2: um
3: so it's funny because the um there's a friend of mine uh, i mentioned him earlier curtis my best friend uh we got these random nicknames and we refer to our shenanigans of being out and doing things as as the chuck and marty show
2: and the chuck and marty show these
3: are not names that we wanted (laughs) so his name is curtis and when i met him uh we worked together and for whatever reason we thought his name was chester don't know why
2: curtis chester well yeah whatever
3: so at at first it was chester the molester oh and grimace grimace face like that's (laughs) not great (laughs) uh but as time went on we started referring to him as the short version of Chester, which is
2: Chuck. Chuck. Yeah,
3: it's also the short form of Charles or Charlie. Right. But <laughs> started calling him Chuck. Uh, to this day, I believe I'm the only one that's still s- allowed to call. I don't call him that much, but I, I'm. I think I'm the only one that's allowed <laughs> because it's a very finite name, and that's kind of yeah. how that went. Well, several years into our friendship, we were at a bar that we used to frequent. We're outside playing pool. The pool tables were outside under cover. Hmm. We're playing pool and this lady comes out to go smoke. And she's smoking. She's somewhat interacting with us and we're having a good time mm. kind of ignoring her. Mostly ignoring
2: her. <laughs> playing pool.
3: Right, playing pool and having fun. Mm. And she like we would say something and she'd be like, "Uh, yeah, uh-huh." And, you know, do our thing and this I'm lining up a shot and I'm not great at pool. And I was trying to make the postulation is like, well, most of my long shots are really bad. Not my short shots. I like, oh, I can't hit a cross table shot. I think close to what I said. Sure enough, fucked it up, hit it, hit the ball, whatever it bounced off. Yeah. And I missed the shot. And she goes, Marty. Now, why would you do that? Turn around and walk the fuck back in. No context. We didn't announce who we were. We didn't state to this person we had names. We had no interaction with this person to exchange names. <laughs> oh, she literally was about four, not, right, with about four feet away. She clapped her hands, goes, now, Marty, why would you do that? Turned around <laughs> and, and stormed inside, and I, me and Curtis both look each other across the table and go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Well, you're totally Marty now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, so Chuck and Marty. And
3: so our shenanigans shenanigans of us hanging out, we love to bounce, not unlike what we're doing here. We love to bounce ideas off each other. And a lot of our conversations are very entertaining for us. And we don't care. And (laughs) we have a good time. And we we have had several multi-hour conversations on the phone, Well, we'll, because he lives out of town. And we'll talk on the phone, and Mm. it'll be shenanigans. And we just started referring to it as the Chuck and Marty show and we would go and meet with people, you know, go out to eat or go out and do and then we just kind of take over the table and start <laughs> having our interaction. It was constantly referred to as the Chuck and Marty show and so I always wanted it to be that, but I also wanted it to be structured because inside jokes only go so great for so long. True. Yep. And while nobody um, people might find our joke about the Cuba Libre really funny. That joke only lasts for so long before it's run its course. And it's, it's kind of invasive and offensive. And now that that joke is several years old, it's yeah not something I necessarily want to do. So I thought about making it multi-platform to where maybe he's, it's the Chuck and Marty show, but he's, and he's a part of it whenever he wants to be, mm. but it's essentially my podcast that I do whatever the fuck I want with and i thought about going to all the people that i've met over my years of doing stuff uh and involving outside of the box and interviewing people of different walks of life and different um things that i don't know anything about mm-hmm. but i started with what i know and who I have interactions with yeah. and, and i actually did reach out to my cousin who was the a director for Vineyard Christian Fellowship n- worldwide, which is a big deal. I don't particularly do that realm, yeah. but um, he's a good, great musician, good mm. follow, good person. Yeah. And when i brought it that idea up and then i started expanding on that idea of uh, the idea of going to scenarios of industry that i don't know anything about oh it's like well what if i plug into a social media manager for a company a fortune 500 company mm. and the idea i thought of was the social media manager for wendy's or well, if i reach out to them Go it, like they're hilarious. Oh fucking! Windows I have kills great it, great follow. And then I started kind of plotting that, and then it got too much. And I'm obviously busy with all of the yeah. other millions of things that I'm doing. And it's like, well, it's a great idea in practice. I just don't know how to, or in principle, I just don't know how to put it into practice. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that ever takes shape. And I have the well ability. Here, to, it's
2: really easy to start. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah.
3: Well, my concept was to do a structured episodical format.
2: Here's what I here's what I here's what I recommend: put together a game plan, do five episodes before you even think about releasing anything. Sure. Do five episodes in a row. Five guests, maybe do it you know every couple week, every week, or however however soon you want to do them. Mm-hmm. But do five episodes. And then go back and listen to your first episode and how you went to your fifth episode and see if anybody else would want to listen to it before you release anything. Sure. Yeah. See where it goes. Have five, have, grows. have five banked episodes and then say you're starting. Then tell people you're starting. You already have five episodes in the bank. If they're good, if not do another five. Mm. You don't need those first five. If you want to have them for people to hear, just keep them. Then you have 10 episodes in the bank. Right. But do another five. And then once you're ready and you feel like, hey, I got a structure down, it's going to evolve. Mm -hmm. How you start your podcast is not how it's going to be. Sure. How we Mm -hmm. did our podcast a year ago versus when we started is not how we do it now. Mm -hmm. You know, just the the approach, how, how we think about doing it. Right. how we think about how a conversation should be structured and what we allow time for and what we wanted to get out of the show that we like you said in, inside jokes only last so long mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know I've, and
3: I've noticed a lot of the club blarg has has left the channel oh we
2: got a we got a bunch of it we just only do it like once an episode perfect yeah. yeah. You know, versus three lot. or four commercials in episode. Yeah, people right.
1: kind of know that we're goofy, and you know, they you <laughs> know they, they like that stuff, but it doesn't need to be. I a, think it's in the show a lot. Yeah, 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 and, and we people still do love it. We you get know, good and, response, and we it, still but. create
2: new commercials, and we still mm-hmm. come up with new ideas. We go a little more in depth. We make them a little more of a package. We started adding other sound effects other than just our voices, and right. making it like kind of a more listening experience. Mm-hmm. But it's less because we want to have more real talk with less full not rely on funny stuff to keep the energy up well, or.
3: and that's that's the beauty of content like the, a lot of the podcasts that i listen to might be mired in in the ether of uh comedy yeah and that's the stuff i enjoy same and
2: um 90 of my podcasts are this comedy podcasts
3: but they don't just stick to it's it's kind of what we've done here. No, they just, just talk. It, it just goes wherever. But it goes. the thing
2: is, is they're naturally funny, fucking people.
3: Right. Yeah. You know, and the, I, w- I wish. Uh, that's like my biggest thing is I would love to be naturally funny, and <laughs> I would like to think that at times you are. I'm oh, yeah. naturally funny. You are but um, you've
2: made us laugh well, <laughs> fucking thirty <laughs> times tonight already, man.
3: But it's it's this whole concept of like the the forced funny. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the forced uh that's i think that's what's kept me from doing it i think is the
2: don't the, try to be funny try to be you because the thing is is if you're going to do a a lifestyle podcast you know cuz you have to pick a genre they make you <clears throat> right well here's here's the thing the things there's some
3: stuff that i care about that's very fucking specific and i thought about so there is there's two uh, i am a i am a Big time Oregon State Beaver Football, the Oregon State Beaver Sports, but Oregon State Beaver Football specifically yeah. fan of all the teams outside and the Portland Trailblazers. So if I were to do a podcast, a sports podcast, it would be very kind of wedged into one lane. Yeah. And
2: being how the Oregon State Beavers football team sucks right now. Well, hey, but if you are gonna do just like you said doing something and reaching out to other trades Get a fucking long-distance runner in and talk to them. You're doing a sports podcast. Get a get a volleyball or a triathlete sure. or or some, you know. Get-
3: the, the the problem is so this, this is what I'm I'm pulling at is that topic doesn't interest me enough to dive into. There you go. A million percent. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. So it's how do I stay authentic? Yeah. To the things that I like and the the.
2: So do your you, podcast. You
3: could, you could you could go and overthink everything a, a million times over.
2: Pull a Burr. Pull a Bill Burr. And do your podcast. Talk about you and your life. Have a guest on if you want. If not, talk about yourself. And inevitably, you're going to say, Oh, i the football game this fucking week. And bring mm-hmm. it up for five fucking minutes. Uh, you'll have... Uh, yeah. You'll That's... Ha- You'll have people tune in to your be. podcast to listen to you talk. Inevitably, you're going to go on a rant about the fucking beavers again, or you're going to talk, you know, <laughs> and you'll have these sections that people sports heads will come because they know you're going to have a good position on something. They're going to hear you talk some shit about something. Then any, you know, it doesn't have to be one thing.
3: Own your shit. I got it. Okay. All right. Fine. Hey. But you. But you guys need to be a part of it.
2: Okay. Cool. But go home. That'd be great. Here. Here's your task, bro. Oh!
3: I'm going to sit back for this one. Oh,
2: no. Aaron's giving homework. Go home. (laughs) Go home.
3: Got to cross the feet.
2: Go home and sit down in front of a table. Crack a beer. Turn on a recording device and just start talking. See if you even like the feeling of it.
0: Okay.
2: Because this is great. You are a great guest. Definitely. Thank you. You are you. Yeah, good
1: storyteller. You,
2: you, you're thoughtful. Mm. You understand. You, you've thought about your positions. You, you're just a great fucking guest. Mm. You me. bring great energy. You make our job very fucking
1: easy. Definitely, especially with the sick ass finals too. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm you're even bringing. That's off what me, I'm you saying. Think. <laughs> but but
2: it's a whole different game sitting on our side. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm kind of
3: curious how I would pull that off.
2: But especially if especially if you know you have your buddy. And and you guys, and you know, we have calling guests that frequent every once in a while. Wow. You know, he could be that guy. He could be there every other episode. He could be there every episode. But you got to want to sit here and talk and get in a position where you're just fucking. All right. Well, let's see. I've fucking gone 15 minutes now. And oh shit. What else am I going to talk? Like, you know, that moment comes mm-hmm. inevitably mm-hmm. when me and him are sitting here and riffing off each other. All of a sudden he goes, where do we go now? And you have to just start, you just have to start talking and, you know, and then inevitably, especially with chemistry or you who is a thinker and you're always in your own brain, you're always in your head having dialogue. Sure. Let that control itself and come out of you. Almost as fast as you're thinking it if you're driving your truck or you're planning your thing and you're having these thoughts about this kind of little existentialness or how something's going to work or what am I going to do about the dual control in my fucking house. And then how those thoughts roll in your brain. See if you can just sit, turn on a mic and just start talking and let ideas roll out. And And if all of a sudden it's been a half an hour, it's been 45 minutes and you're like, holy shit, like I just went for, I just talked.
1: Our first three we didn't even release. No. Yeah.
2: They were bad. <laughs> they were bad. We didn't figure it out. So
3: um Okay. That's I a test. I, 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 I enjoy this challenge.
2: Yeah, I, just I, go home and sit in front of a mic and talk into it. Because you really good. You've sang a shitload. You've been in front of a mic, you've recorded, you've done all that sit, but I you've probably never just sat down and talked into a mic just to record whatever came out of your mouth.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good release. Right. He, it's a <clears throat> it's almost like a journal, I guess you could kind of say. It's kind of fun to go back and hear like what it's, our thoughts are throughout this last couple of years. It's journaling. Yeah. In a way, yeah.
3: You guys are just poking at all my favorite things here. <laughs> and i because one, I'd love to talk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of conversations I have are definitely me leading. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, you're a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you are, man. <laughs> That's all you're saying. <laughs> yeah. You're it's ready. funny. <laughs> well,
3: so like the, the things that we've touched on today, it's, it's been, it's been really interesting because the, I, I was actually asked by my sister, I'm meeting a different sister tomorrow to go to the Oregon state fair. And she goes, well, What are you doing Saturday? And I said, well, I'm going to go be a part of this podcast. Well, what are you guys going to talk about? I said, whatever comes up. She goes, does that make you nervous? I said, I've never felt more confident in being able to do that in my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) She goes, well, what do you mean? I was like, pulling conversation out of thin air is the one thing I'm better at than anything else in my life.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: and and to be not only being able to do that but try to be engaging and i'm not trying to sell this uh, I'm not trying to do it to like sell myself on being Mm -hmm. a presenter but it's it's i love to engage with people and i love to share my experience yeah and that's why i love coming here Mm -hmm. because there's no pressure to open up and like i said earlier i didn't want to travel down the path of this very dark part where of my life yeah. and where it went. But it went there and I felt comfortable. And I i know that's well, definitely part of the atmosphere. That's atmos- what we atmosphere. aim
2: for yeah. here is making it seem we want every person to come who comes in to forget there's a mic in
0: front of their face.
3: I think that's the better the better interview yeah it's because but, I mean, but if they these, come in and they get to
2: look at funny important. posters yeah. and there's fuck trump well, on our wall and 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 the, and a man cave let's and just,
3: uh, let's set let's set the tone we were literally outside talking and you went hold on
1: yeah. let's record that yeah yeah
3: and i think that is the atmosphere you guys provide not to just
2: start Jacking you guys well, off or no, anything? I, I love. The- I, hey, I love a free hand job. So, <laughs> 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 all right, I'll never say no. <laughs> don't take it away. I love a free hand job. Um, <laughs> don't take it away. I love that. Wait,
3: don't take it away. I actually want that.
0: Thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, see, so f- for both of us, this is cathartic for us mm. because we get we we spend so much time in our heads. Worrying about our lives, that the, the what we do, are we being uh, productive? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Wait, I just ask myself if I'm productive. Is there a level of productive that if you're below, you're no, you're not anymore. And what is that level? What society are we based? Like, I go, I do that to myself, mm-hmm. you know. And for for this, we get to come in here. We get to talk about what we want and we get to not have to think about us because we get to pay attention to another human right mm. and fully care about the person sitting across from oh, yeah. us and devote all of our brain power it's fun to find like mutual understanding
1: and then kind of set that bar and kind of like readjust like with what you feel mm. with everybody could like in a natural kind of conversation you
2: know not too long ago in a human's evolutionary past not too fucking long ago, most time humans spent was this, if not working, sure, sitting in a circle and talking with each other,
3: sitting by the fire, sharing stories of the day, past, whatever, yeah,
2: communing and and mm-hmm. relishing over a meal or or the harvest or the rain that came or whatever it was. All it did was bring people together. And here's the crazy fucking part about this. Those people weren't out driving in their cars to a job that was completely different from the other guy and completely different from the other guy. They lived together. Yeah, They, lived they shared the same almost perfectly detailed experience that the same person around. But guess what? I guarantee they always had something to talk about.
3: Their interactions were Definitely. what sustained them to the next. Not day. the
2: stories mm-hmm. they had to tell. Yeah. No. The interaction. And so for me, you could have spent this entire time talking about that one game. Mm. And it would have been as cathartic as learning something about you that was vulnerable for you. Now, I feel immensely closer as a human with you mm. because of the, the, the level of depth you were willing to feel comfortable with or in us that makes me feel great as a person to know that i can provide something of a, sh- a space that may be safe you know but if it would have been video games i would have been like this fucking guy is so goddamn passionate That was can you believe how <laughs> fun that conversation was <laughs> we just spent three hours talking about a game dude we have to play this like it it could have
3: been oh that. and i could i could go three oh, I, hours I, know. About. <laughs> I know i know but so maybe that'll be episode one on my fucking podcast is you guys come up and I make you play Cold oh. And then talk about it. And then we talk about it after cool. your inoculation.
1: <laughs> Video game I'm views. There. I'm there, man. So, but... <laughs> Marty,
3: uh, please don't call me that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Marty, why
0: would you do that? Oh my God, that! F- I remember her face. Like, oh yeah,
3: it's funny how that. She shit drunk? Sticks out. Oh, fully. Okay. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah, it was yeah. that. It, we're talking a bar in like Albany, Oregon, like this shitty ass mm. fucking. That's not a shitty town. I talk mad shit about that town because it's technically where I'm from, but uh-huh. like I do not care for that town because of a lot of ideals that come from living it. in that area. We're from Alaska, <laughs> Yeah, <bro>.
1: that resonates. <laughs> so we, we, we
3: talked about the fuck Trump poster. Well, let's just say that, and I don't want to throw Albany people under the bus, but a majority of the people in those types of towns have this very narrow view mm-hmm. of uh, just like something that happened uh, today and then yesterday. So yesterday... A call or a high school football game was shot up, and Mm -hmm. and people lost their lives in the south. And then today, a man got pulled over, uh, or not pulled over, but it was a traffic stop, and then he ended up stealing a mail truck and then going on a mass shooting spree.
0: Yeah,
3: now. When I talk about those specific things, I leave color and context out. Yeah, because do that, that yeah. doesn't fucking matter no, to me. Agree. It's the fact that people died, yeah, and I right. thought we would have gotten over this right around right. Sandy Hook. Oh, you would you hope you know, so, right? When the fucking kindergartners yeah. and little kids lost their lives because yeah. this. And then I've had to listen to people that live in that town that I grew up in, that I respected as people. Mm-hmm try to explain to me why yeah. their rights that person's rights mm. were enforced I am prior service former military yep. we've yep. talked about yes. that before yep. yeah. I own weapons I well I own weapon I used to own several I own weapon one mm. gun I mm. won mm. I used to own several mm. used to want to own and uh, modified uh, AR-15, AK, a, AR-15 mm. and an AK I wanted to build oh, yeah. an, and an AK and because I really like the structure of that rifle.
2: And it's a reliable round. It's
3: very reliable. It's, it's, yeah. So, they're everywhere. And I will always back the people's right to have those. The problem I have is over the last fucking 48 hours, people have lost their lives mm. to not mental illness, mm. not, not, uh, not not, okay. not, not, not not to not undis- being, in, being in the wrong fucking place, not that that should be an argument, but not to uh, civil disobedience and not to fucking uh, having one political view one way or the other. Mm-hmm. They've lost their lives because they were in the wrong fucking place at the wrong time. Yeah. Because some dude fucking snapped regardless of situation. Right. And if you dial that all the way back, why did that guy snap? Doesn't fucking matter that guy or that person take Mm. the context out it's guys yeah right
2: majority is guys it is yeah but i like to i
3: like to to remove that because hey guys need to hear it fair enough
2: guys need to fucking hear it that it's us it's
3: (laughs) it's a amalgam of all of those things yeah it's an amalgam of growing up and having to be perfect as a son it's an amalgam of toxic masculinity it's an amalgam of ment- mental illness. A shitty illness it's dad. an amalgam of uh yeah.
1: this a lot of them don't have dads uh <laughs> if you look at it sure, statistically sure too. Yeah.
3: it's so. an amalgam of uh easy access it's an amalgam mm. of well this uh, uh copycat uh, this guy did. I'm. I'm going to do, do it better. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a little bit uh, of that.
2: What do they call that? Fame. Fame seeking. Fame. Uh, there's a no. There's a term for the 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 guy who wants to do it to follow the trend. But God, what do they call that? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I know. I know where you're headed, you're but right, I can't. Yeah. I can think there's, of it either. A term. But it's the it's 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 a, an amalgam of of all those things. Plus, it's an amalgam of the hyper. Uh, uh, the, the super hardcore rights activists it's uh, an amalgam of the fucking gun lobbyists. tribalism uh I, I'd, I'd like to not use that word because Why? because it uh, annotates to people that actually are tribes
2: no no we're, we're i mean it, in the in I'm, I'm not talking about a in in uh um Okay, uh, I, I, I'm just I can saying. Let, I can let that be, dude. Dude, I, I, the, the, I don't mean a tribe in an indigenous sense. I okay. am saying cool. patriots fans are a tribe.
0: The
3: the hyper the the, the white the white nationalist hyper patriotism is a problem. Yes, because agreed, the, the, they will boast hyper patriotism. Well, Thank it, you. It, yes. And it's yeah. funny because they will boast the Constitution as mm. fucking gold. Well, yeah. the problem is the Constitution doesn't actually support what they are fucking fighting for mm-hmm. the constitution literally says we don't want these things you are supporting these things and your conflict of interest is that in of well i'm going to cause a disruption of the people because it supposedly goes against where we are as a country yeah. it's like are you fucking kidding me where we are as a country is it, it, and it's the it's the it's they they stick hard hard to the Second Amendment and mm, the well-formed yes. militia and the yep. militia stuff, right? right? Yeah. So if you if you look at that in specifically, it's like okay, well, you're only just creating a militia and a militia format, just to have a fucking militia and a militia format, when that was created to go against a controlling government. Right. But you're using it to fucking support one, and the government tropes, i.e. NRA and lobbyists yeah. in general. Yeah. Because I, I won't be specific on that. You're supporting the the causation There's... of wh- what it was written for. Yeah. You're yeah. All dressed, right. All dressed up in this, well, I'm going to kill a bunch of Mexican immigrants because this is, this is what the Constitution says. It's like, no, 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 no. We can't rewrite that. And we can't rewrite the fucking Statue of Liberty. That was a gift from a fucking imported country. If you have a problem with that, you need to get the fuck out.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then the other big thing is everybody saying this. I would guarantee most of the people saying this, their entire genealogy of people have been here less than 200 years. Absolutely. So my, what my, my
3: family hasn't been here that long.
2: We got here in the 30s. Well, actually, sorry, my family got here in the 1910s.
3: We got I, I believe that my family genealogy got here in the late 1880s. Yeah. I I haven't read the book in a while. There is actually a full book.
2: So there is there's a small in my dad's in my dad's mother's side. There is a uh a bit of Cherokee in that, but it's so diminished in me now. I couldn't even I mean, I have more than Elizabeth Warren said she had, but
3: I really love her. <laughs> I, I was like, Oh dude, are you kidding? Ah, crap. Yeah. I'd love, I'd, I'd <laughs> I love, know, Elib- I know Elizabeth me too. Warren. It's just,
2: I have to poke fun at that. Um, but, but, and, see,
3: and that's wonderful political egress. Like, it's yeah. like I really like this person. She fucking said something stupid as fuck, but <laughs> I still love her yeah. ideologies. Yeah. It's
2: just like she stands for human rights inequality, and ab- equality and trying. I don't know. A lot how. Of my, she's
1: trying, she's a lot better than a lot of
2: other a, people.
3: Not a lot of my family. I have a very small sect of family that is so my aunt is the the group of, uh, of us that uh, the genealogy that came in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds. Um, she married full blood, and I forget oh. I forget what um, tribe, but they live in Omak, Washington. So Northern oh,
2: so it probably would have been the Snohomish or the the um um.
3: I I don't want to say, and I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, Aunt yeah, Barbara yeah. and Uncle yeah. Lionel. I, I apologize, but Lionel full blood. My cousins, his their children, mm-hmm. half, and we've had a lot of dialogue and me being totally fucking white guy. Mm -hmm. Like there's no two ways. I'm fucking Scottish and German. Yeah. Predominantly. You
2: know what? I hate, I hate that the fact that you can say you're Scottish and German and all of that amalgams to white. You know what? In the, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, when the Irish were fleeing Ireland and coming here, when the Italians were coming here, when the French were coming
1: here, Mm -hmm.
2: They got off the boat in New York or in Massachusetts or in Maryland and meet, greeted at the docks. They were asked, what are you? What do you mean, what am I? You're either white or colored. And they, sh- and they showed that to an Irishman and he goes, I'm Irish. I'm not white. That's a, that's a Brit. That's a guy from Britain. Yeah. I'm, I'm Irish. We're all different. I'm not, co- I'm not colored. I'm Irish. Right. Listen, I'm Italian. I am not a white guy. I'm not a black guy. I'm, I'm an Italian man. They get into America. What are you? You're well, Jewish.
1: What, what are, are you? Are you? Yeah. are you
2: white or are you colored? Because that's, that's where segregation went. The, the Italians got split up. They went into the white side of town or the not white side of town. Yeah, the, went- the Jewish, you had colored Jewish people and white Jewish people. From that moment forward, you had colored Jewish and white Jewish. They could have literally been in the same family on the boat and split up because one person didn't want to say they were white.
3: And a lot of those areas are very uh olive. Yeah, like well that's the point. Between.
2: That's the point. But there people were not white until they got to America when we founded this and we were trying to figure out how to separate our ideals when others came into this country. That that's what bugs me. And and, and it, we definitely. you never would have had those terms before. We today we would not be white guys today. We would be oh. it Irish immigrant or Irish descended, right? Or Italian. Descended. Sounds way fucking Scott, cooler. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, want to be don't. a fucking white guy. God damn. You know, I want mean, to be who I really am. You would be. You would talk about <laughs> our genealogy got lost. All of a sudden, we're Americans and we're oh, yeah. white. We we forget where our families came. But, oh, I uh, think I'm I'm Italian, but maybe I'm Irish. Maybe it's I'm really like, weird. Like I have. It's like I, brainwashing. A ton of friends that All are just of it. Like,
3: well, I'm I'm American through and through, and it's like, but but
2: no, oh, you've been here less than a hundred years.
0: Hold
3: on. You're you're not. Yeah. And that's why the beauty of that 23andme and ancestry.com is really it like draws
2: there's there's, in. there's a
3: ton of people that are finding oh fuck I'm I'm part black. Yeah. Like,
2: oh that, that must suck for you. In that good. Wait, I isn't I have an, I have an Ethiopian descendant. I'm 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 16% mid mid African. Right. Or holy shit, what if what if you're because a fucking staunch southern patriotist, patriotic and you learned that you had um Iraqi descent or Saudi descent.
3: It's the the
2: because that's where all of the cradle of humanity came
3: the, from. The fu- absolutely and the fun part about looking at America in its current iteration. Yeah. okay, the country as a whole is we're still a very young country.
2: Definitely super young country, dude. There are buildings in England five times older than our country absolutely. is. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> now if you look at that as a
3: whole, okay, just look at that yes. ideal, ideology, okay? We have a, quote, 250-year-old country, air yeah. quotes, yep. uh, give or take. And that is being used as the, this is what we are, this is how old we are, this is our ideology. It's like, time the fuck out for a second. Just look at the basis of that day. That day, and most people will will go to the Paul Revere or the, the Boston Harbor stuff.
2: Go to the signing of the Constitution.
3: Or that. Who was in that room?
2: Did one of them speak with an American accent? No. Was there one person in there who did not, not speak not the Queen's one,
3: English? Not fucking one of them had a, quote, American accent. All of them had... A British fucking accent. None of them were naturalized born in the United States of America. And my issue. But
2: they gave us the right to be here and now call ourselves this. And I believe that the
3: Second Amendment of the Constitution is my God given right. No, it's fucking Thomas and Jefferson's fucking given right. He's the one that wrote the shit.
2: Okay. It's yeah. people that just a got fucking done. F- Br- a fucking Briton. Well. A Briton. Who just got fi- done fighting the French. Wrote that fucking bill for yeah. you. Yeah. They just got done fighting a fucking war and realized they needed to put something in the way we established our place to protect themselves.
3: So all, all, all of the jokes and, and and timeline aside, I fear for all for my. So I have a daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I fear for my kid and the world she's inheriting. <coughs> she's inheriting a world that the Amazon's on fire. Yeah. That political egress is attack the other side, not work towards fix a it. better future, not We're fix it. Together. It's that guy's wrong. That guy's a liar. That guy, that guy, that yeah. guy. Not what can we do? Yeah. Get
2: over our differences. It's, Let's resolve something. It's deals. Are more important than actual people. It's in this country. I am going province. to lobby
3: towards this goal because this guy gave me 250 grand for this year. So I will work on his goal. My goals are still to do all the cool human rights stuff. But this guy gave me 250 grand, so I'm going to put that in front just for now. But I still want to do this.
2: Yeah, but Prozac's good.
3: But but. I mean just just real quick, uh you can't have the cure to 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 long term uh, remission yet because uh this guy gave me two hundred fifty grand and he technically owns the copyright to insulin yeah. and I feel like I should help him out a little bit. I mean, he's a big campaign contrab that hey, system is Guess what? We fucking- uh
2: we're we figured out that we're making a little bit of extra money on uh, not as good a gas mileage as cars are able to get today by technology standards we have. Um, and we realize renewable resources and alternative energy sources for cars are better than they could be right now. And But we make money on poor gas mileage, so we might need to open up free di- logging and drilling in this wildlife refuge. Yeah,
3: let's go to Alaska and explore. No, you dial that back, <laughs> just on that that alone. You dial that back, okay? The thing America doesn't get that say the UK gets or or uh, Japan. Japan gets turbo diesels.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Just just a for reference. A Subaru legacy turbo diesel. Don't get them in the States. Nope. Subaru legacy turbo diesel in the UK. Eight 100 plus miles to the gallon. Now you start putting numbers on that. You don't go, okay, it's probably like a 30-gallon tank. No, it's the same tank that goes in every Subaru Legacy. Wow. 800 plus miles
2: to a tank, not to a gallon. To a tank. Yeah,
3: to a tank, yeah. Yeah. If you get it to a gallon, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. But but so for whatever reason, (coughs) diesel... In America is more expensive. It's unrefined gasoline, which is has boggled me for years. Yeah, it should be less because it's, it's un- easier. It's untouched for the yeah. most part. Well, it's, well, it's, it's it's not untouched, filtered, but. but it's it, but it's less. It's gone through less process than mm. you know unleaded gasoline. So, if I'm putting out fucking less process into a resource. Why the fuck am I charging almost a dollar more per gallon of said resource? It's because- Because
2: they use less of it for- The economy the of
3: it is smaller. The profit margin is smaller. Yeah. And you go to Europe and they go, well, why would we charge more for that? Oh, it's when I was frishing. a kid,
2: diesel was always less than gas. Same. Diesel was always it, it used less be, than it gas. It used
3: to be that diesel was like- 70 cents, and then gas was 99 cents. You know why? (laughs) People
2: give a fuck about gas prices. They don't think about diesel. No. Back then, truckers were the primary source for diesel consumption. Were truck drivers. And so they get four to six miles to the gallon. Mm -hmm. And especially in those days, it was less. So they had to buy a lot. They have to buy a lot of fucking diesel. And the profit was there. The profit was there because of the consumption for them. Then they started making cars with diesels. In
3: I think cars I think
2: cars have always been They they started being a commodity here. They started having Amer you could get Mercedes and diesels, you could get Volvos and diesels and but you the could, Volkswagen TDI. Right, but you couldn't a get a car. But you couldn't yeah. get a Dodge it was more car pro- yeah, more in production, a diesel. More production
3: vehicles came out in, with diesel. With diesel. The Isuzu Pup was a diesel. Yep. The Dodge, or no, no, no. So it was the Mitsubishi. Oh, what the fuck was the name of that truck? The Mitsubishi truck came out. It was a diesel.
0: Hmm.
3: And so all these all these economical Japanese
2: vehicles came over. Yep. With diesel with motors, ja- with the Japanese craze in the late '80s, early '90s, right?
3: So you had these four-cylinder, high-output diesel motors mm. that were extremely economical, running on an old technology.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And that's, and they were getting thirty miles to the fucking gallon, right? And in the '80s,
3: <laughs> and that they, almost that almost lends to the point that we were talking about earlier when I was talking about like my gear switch mm-hmm. to not not to go too far left turn, but like. I have, like, a a group of friends that's, like, I don't necessarily refuse yeah. to buy American or... It's not that I don't support yeah. American stuff. It's not the case. But it's just, like, the, the other countries have it right. I well, don't have to go and get this American-made product. Toyota and Tundra og- is
2: a pretty fucking good truck.
3: It's a fucking fantastic truck.
2: Made all 100%, 100% here. There you go.
3: Or the Nissan Titan. Oh yeah, the drivetrain, American
2: mm-hmm.
3: or uh, to re- relate. But it,
2: but tell you what, you go buy a new Hyundai. That is a fantastic fucking car. That's a good car. Korean, yeah, fucking amazing. They are so reliable. They get amazing gas mileage. Great technology on the inside. I do not own
3: one single American made guitar. I was gonna say musical instrument, but yeah, I don't I, I realized I own one. I own ninety percent of my music gear was made in either Japan or China. Yeah. With a couple made in Korea and my amp was actually made in the States. But you my say amp-
2: sure microphones. They're made here. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. I'm a Sen I have Sennheisers. Oh there you go. So, my rig right now, so my normal my normal live rig is an American-made amp from the 90s mm. that was overlooked. And so, you can find them, but you got to find the right one.
2: Yeah. What brand?
3: Uh, Ampeg. Oh, it's an Ampeg. Oh, an, I an, great. Yeah, yep. yeah. A- I have an Ampeg uh, Reverber Rocket from the 90s, which cool. is my main... Um, but i'm actually converting to something else but right now as of right now that's 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 the rig mm-hmm. and that's the amp the little 212 50 watt combo and then i am a hardcore yamaha fanboy i always when growing up i grew up loving them from afar and it wasn't until recently that i just like dove into their history and realized, oh my God, mm-hmm. everything about them is amazing. Um but the I was always, you know, growing up it was always Fenders and Gibsons and whatnot. And right. and and then the first one I got my hands on as an adult was a nineteen eighty nine Yamaha SGRR, which is go look it up. It's yeah. a weird fucking guitar. Mm-hmm. But I found it in Maryland of all places. Yeah. And after playing that and it's made in Japan and after playing that, I was like, why would I buy, why would I buy an American made and pay twice the price? Mm. This is amazing. Mm. It needs work. You need some things down on it. It's an old fucking guitar. Yeah. This thing sounds incredible. It's you know, like, you just break it down to, to what it's made of. Yeah. That's, Take it at face value. Yeah. What what is what is the American made guitar done at, and what is this mm-hmm. thing done at? So an American made uh, guitar of its polarity. So what it's uh, compared to? Yeah. Take a Gibson SG. Sure. All right. Mahogany body, plastic pickguard, not a big deal. Set neck. What's the scale length? Forget the scale length. It's 24 and three quarter, maybe I think so. Anyway, so Gibson scale length let's just do it that way
2: 19 fret, 22 fret,
0: yeah, okay,
3: 22 fret, high output humbuckers, not a lot of frills. Mm-hmm. So that is Gibson SJ, has the Gibson angle, which I don't mm-hmm. like, but Gibson's awesome, it really is.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: my guitar. So you pay probably a thousand dollars for that yeah. retail. Okay, my guitar same color scheme that really dark burgundy. Yeah, black pickguard. Uh, instead of the four uh, two tone two volume, it's uh, one volume two tone. Uh, it has a piezo bridge in it. Cool. In the eighties, mm-hmm. doesn't work great, but that's a wiring issue. Um, mahogany body set neck 25 and a half inch scale. So it's a, uh, fender ish. Yeah. Scale. And I apologize. Gear nerds. You're probably going to eviscerate me, but it's <laughs> a longer scale than a Gibson. Anyway, um, plays better the neck's shorter. It's more fendery in the neck profile. And I got it for 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then proceed on to me and Paul my buddy. Uh, diving into this Yamaha obsession, like hardcore obsession. I bought that one. That was my first one. And then I decided I'm fucking done with American guitars. At the time I already had my Ernie ball or Sterling by Ernie ball, um, Valentine, which is Korean made plays incredible. And I use it on a ton of gigs, Mm -hmm. but I started going hardcore into Yamaha. How many Yamaha guitars can I get that are legit? So we discovered, and I almost want you guys to bleep this whole fucking thing out so we can buy them all. Ah. But in the early 90s, Yamaha released the Pacifica 512, 521, 712, 721, 912, 921 series, the Pacific series. They should not be nearly as good as they are. I will put my 512 up against, and and Paul's as well, because Paul got one first and then I bought one. And I won't say the price, because uh, <laughs> it was really low. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That's good. See, we we'll are good keep at this, that, dude. We'll keep that nugget. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, yeah, that's in there.
2: <laughs> so
3: uh, we, we. I wish you
2: guys could have seen <laughs> his fucking face. It was that really was good. amazing. It was we, great. So
3: we, 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 he picked his up, and I played it, and I was like, oh, my God. And so I bought one. On uh, I think uh, Guitar Center online and uh, you break my stuff. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> so we we get uh, mine and he's dialing it in. I got lock
2: and on. Why would on. they do that? Why would they make it go through both sides? I don't it's know. A double disc. Well, it should have a
3: it should have a, a vent or a, a cover.
2: Right. It didn't, and it just. No,
3: it it should because I pulled it out this morning.
2: Oh no, it's in there. But it wasn't. I don't know if it was in it. Oh, what the fuck! Oh, see, that's what happened. You did the the rookie mistake. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't pull it out of the the cover. I put uh, it back in the cover first. And that's then... the problem. Yeah, but you put it face out of the slit so it could oh, fall out. Oh, I totally did do that. You okay. gotta rotate it up okay. so okay. that that's my fault. That was...
3: um, now it's safe. But anyway, so we <laughs> just I I got this. He, Yamaha, and now it's my number one. So I have the SGRR. I have the Yamaha Five Twelve. I I had a I have a Pacifica uh, Indonesian made mm. that plays really well. P- the pickups sound like absolute fucking garbage, but it's got like this bird eye bird's eye maple neck on it for some fucking reason. It's uh. like okay, well this is really great. <laughs> and then I picked that up, and then I stumbled into. A non-Yamaha guitar, a Greco. Greco. Les Paul Custom. Or as they call it, the, it, the 350 Custom or whatever.
2: A Greco so everyth- Les Paul. So
3: everything about this guitar, spec, wood, paint, is a Les Paul. It's even got the Les Paul headstock. It just says Bernie. It's not a Greco, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bernie Les Paul. Uh, I w- I would rather play that than a Les Paul, and it's from the. It's a ninety-one. It's a Bernie. It's a Bernie Les Paul, not a Greco. I sorry. like it. It's amazing. That's funny. And I need a Les Paul, air quotes, for the tool tribute. Yeah, but I don't. I could spend nineteen hundred bucks mm. on the Silverburst or the amount of money that I spent on the Bernie. that's which was, awesome which was not 1900 bucks no
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. yeah and it
3: plays I, the same. it plays the same
2: my my base is a yamaha i fucking love it it's an, you, it's, it's a it's a it's a early 2000s rbx five seven five seventy 570 something they had the, whatever their weird yamaha yeah. number designations are that don't mean anything um i
3: I would like to get you in front of an Attitude. It's a little wider string spacing. You ever played a Yamaha Attitude? Nope. Ah, oh. It wasn't I'm not a bass player per, per se, but I played a f- early 90s. Yamaha
2: necks are wide. Mine's wide. My five string is wide. Um, but it's I just I love it. I have I've gone into music stores and picked up other basses. I've picked up a fucking uh, Music Man five string pick up the the bongo. I pick I picked up all these. I don't ends. like the bongo. Those no, are, I just don't They're like the ugly. way the neck feels. They're ugly. It's I, heavy. I do
3: like I do like the um. Oh God, what's the the standard uh, Music Man bass? What's it called?
2: Oh, the Stingray. Stingray. Yeah, I like the Stingray. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've I've tried to like. Everybody says, oh, you need a Fender P bass. I don't like the P bass. I just don't like
3: look up look up a Yamaha Attitude. They came in a four and a five, and I I think they might have, no, I don't think they did a six, but a four and a five because that's what I'm wide.
2: looking to do because I love this as a five. I don't want to get if I'm going to get another bass, it's so, going to be a six string.
3: You know, Billy Sheehan. Oh, yeah, that's his signature bass. The fa- oh the Yamaha Attitude. That's his oh
2: bike. with with a, the a scoop out frets. No,
3: yeah, no, no the Attitude doesn't have a oh. scalloped frets. Oh,
2: yeah. His does.
3: So, so okay. look look up a Yamaha attitude. Yeah. 5. I've I hmm. actually have I'll I'll when we're done here, I'll play you a song that I wrote that has that bass being played on it. Nice. It's a very aggressive sound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good.
2: Cool.
3: And they, it it looks like a precision bass.
2: Oh, it looks like a P bass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's I don't like that look. I don't, I, I, it's like, why would you turn a fucking, I don't know, it just, it like looks a like stra- a, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
3: Okay, so this album.
2: Killers. I mean, I mean, fucking Jimmy Eat World, sorry, what? sorry. What the fuck do you
3: say to me? <laughs>
2: I, kill, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So, Yay,
3: the song that I have in mind. Yes. Is, I believe. So, uh, C song two, nothing wrong. Yep, good song. Yeah, it's a great song. This album is incredible. This is this is by far my favorite, 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 favorite.
2: Awesome. Such pristine quality.
3: It's only been played twice.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me very happy. Yeah, Jim, I love Jimmy World, man. They're yep. fucking, they're so fun live. Yeah. They're so fucking yeah. fun live, dude. We just saw them, what?
3: So,
1: yeah, last time they were here. wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So it's funny that they've converted
3: completely to Axe Effects. Like, completely yeah. to Axe Effects. Because a lot of his tones are either a Marshall 50 watt or a vox Mm -hmm. and that's like to me still like the 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 amps those are the amps that's all you need i need a little bit more versatility now that i've done you know the tribute stuff so i need very specific stuff yeah so i converted to the positive grid where i get all the amps ever but Hmm. my my bass tones are still Either I think it's the the Mesa Mesa Triple Rec oh, yeah. for all the tool stuff, a Marshall uh, JCM eight hundred um, to go with that, and then I do a um, a Dumble for the Great State, and then um, for this type of stuff that I'm working on for the new record, it's it's a hybrid of either. The JTM45 Marshall, or the Vox yeah. AC30. let nice. just take the old fucking
2: classics and go with it.
1: Yeah, nice. That's yeah, like, fun. There you go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got. Don't got to change. I it got. If it ain't broken. I, I got <laughs> yeah, I got. No. I got. I'm pretty. I got pretty geeky on my my bass tone for this album. Um, nothing crazy. But I'm using, I use, so I use a Fender, well, no, so, the cab, I have two cabs, I use a 115, and then a 4x10, and the 115 was an old um, Fender Rumble 15, (laughs) Nice. and uh, it, the head went out, got another head for it, you know, combo amp, it went out, and so, I was like, fuck it, like, it's, it's basically trash but it's a nice little compact fucking ported box mm-hmm. on wheels and the space where the little combo amp head will fit an actual rack mounted head so i went and i got i saw so i use a heart key head uh the heart 2000 tube preamp fucking great love it nine nice. band eq on the head Hell tube yeah. preamp uh tube and a solid state preamp um nice it's dude it's 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 all you need 250 watts all i need and then i i and then so in that fender cab i now put and i put an eminence delta uh, beta or eminence delta 15 in there and then i'm using a pv 4x10 800 watt cab nice the road king pv road king 800 watt just the 4x10 cab and so all of the mids are from that 4x10 Mm-hmm. And then that low gives me this this crisp punch of lows and the highs that 15 puts out such good fucking highs, dude. It is in he the, <clears throat> the guy today when he, he miked it, he goes, "Is that what are you running for effects?" I said, well, "There's not really effects. I have a little pedal board which I run in my my pedal chain that that it's it's like an old um Digitech. fucking a, an old Digitech guitar pedal. That's, dude, it's like two thousand from two thousand two, two thousand one. Mm. Oh yeah, when Digitech was young and they made this little two pedal fucking guitar pedal, right? Which
3: the RP series.
2: Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had one of those. I love that fucking thing, dude. It it's still kicking. In fact, he has the, the the three pedal vocal version of the my guitar pedal and it's originally a guitar pedal and I don't use any of the other presets and shit. All it has is a really good, um, a really good gain and like amp modeler and this, this, the EQ on it's fucking amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. and and so I just, I, I go in and I model, I have four things active and I just model this little amp on there. Right. And then I run it into my fucking amp <clears throat> and I use a chorus pedal and it's just like the fucking nastiest, fattest, punchy tone. <laughs> <laughs> it's I take
3: that yeah. for sure.
2: It's cool. And it, it you know, and before I was actually using this David Eden. And Whoa, I was
3: Eden. I, I love Eden.
2: And I was running this has Eminence speakers mm-hmm. in it as well. And I was so I was running I was running the 15, my, my 115 Eminence, mm-hmm. and then this as a two by ten, but I got a fucking four by ten Road King. You should given you should to me.
3: come check out Parabola, and if you ever do, by all means get a hold of me because I will, oh, yeah. I will put you on the list. Mm. Um, I would love to, to to come see Randy's tone, the bass player's tone. Yeah. So he runs an Aguilar. Does
2: he model after Justin Chancellor?
3: Mm, sort of. Okay. So he runs he runs his setup. Yeah. He so he has an Ernie Ball Reflex. Which is yeah, a yeah. fucking sweet bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he runs an Aguilar. I forget the model name, but it's a 100 watt. I believe it's a 100 watt head. And Randy, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this. Um, and then t- uh, either his Aguilar 210 and second 210 or his Bareface combo, which so the Bareface is a 112 with a horn and is the loudest fucking cab but it sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude's tone is incredible. And we got, like, like he's got his, his whole pedal board, which is a, 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 a not a wah, what's the goddamn thing called? The pitch shifter thing that I can't think of. The Digitech um, whammy. Oh, he's yeah. Got a, he's got a bass whammy, oh, gotcha. flanger, uh, delays, because, you know, we use all the oh, yeah. distortions. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, come come to one of those would and fucking love to. check out his fucking shit. Because when he uses the full rig, oh, there's no tone like that, and it's just incredible and That's satu- awesome. It's like perfectly yeah. saturated. Yeah. And then awesome. I use, and then I use my fucking digital shit. Oh, yeah. I haven't used it yet at a show because I've been using the the ampag. Um, yeah. But I just switched to the positive grid, and hopefully, at the uh, the next show, I'll be able to have it in practicum.
2: Good. Alright. Well, hey, hey, pick a number. Uh you picked three last time, one, two, or four. Dude, it's gonna be
3: hard because three was so great.
2: One, two, or four. I don't know if we can do better than any two. Three might be the best.
1: It's like
0: yeah!
3: yeah, three was better. Give yeah. yeah, time!
1: Gotta get down! Yo bastale got the box spin around now. Everybody in the family now. Got your rose. Gotta rockin' not sucks Got, got showing toes. Everybody having a good time
3: open this It's studio. like your best jack black
1: it's impression. <laughs> <final time. laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the
0: end of the other one?
3: No, this is the start. We
0: should start that over.
2: Okay. I'll edit all of this.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. little uh, premature there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Haven't been accused of that. What the fuck? It's like a a blistering second before that. I swear I am moving this back
1: every time. (laughs) And it just keeps going right back to the same fucking spot. I mean, it's, it's...
3: That's that was the start, almost.
1: Just a little it bit. It starts black. with the, the snare roll. <laughs> what the fuck? Is it pushing it forward?
3: Almost. I
2: just... There it is. Okay. <sighs> fuck. Here we go. Here we go. That was so stupid.
3: So the whole reason I love this or pick this song is it feels very centered in comparison to the rest of the album.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: In an album that's very emo and ethereal and expansive, this is very
2: two guitars, drums, bass. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's why I've always liked Jimmy Eat World. Like some of their music isn't quite my flavor, but a lot of it is. Like this is fucking great. But they're 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 very much like the fucking rock and roll model. Like. They're fucking rock stars Oh totally And it's This was And they don't fuck around They don't do any, I mean they're raw. They are bare bones They're It's funny
3: this, this album was such a departure From Bleed American Yeah And it took them way longer yeah. To put this out uh, What Bleed American was 2000 I think 2001 so. Yeah something right this in there It's like 0405 Yeah So that's a huge cycle Off a hit record uh, usually, it's a quick return, you know, for something off the middle. Yeah, I love that that jump beat right there, and oh, I fucking love this song so much. And if you listen to the demos of this, it doesn't it doesn't go to this quite the same way. It, it, it goes back to the chorus and then jumps into this part. But, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, their style for this album was very much a band, whereas it felt like Bleed American was Jim Atkins by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then the band came in and finished it. This felt more of a band effort, which is probably, it might have been why it took them longer. Maybe. And if you ever get a chance to hop on Spotify and listen to the, the long version of this, with the, the uh, bonus features and the demos and stuff. And this one is interesting. Futures is, in, is interesting in the yeah. demo form. But like 23 is a night drive. And those songs are inc- incredible art pieces. And you can see them in their inception. And this, the reason why I love this song so, so, so much, and I talked over the whole fucking thing. It's, <laughs> it's for us. And the yeah. reason I love that song so much is is the groove it lays is different from everything else on the album. Yeah. Because you have that kind of stagnant, the, or not stagnant, but that the staccato beat. That mm-hmm. You pull that by itself, it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. But against that guitar, but, bah, da, wah, wah, really loose. Uh-huh. So you have that really rigid drum part and that really loose guitar part. Yeah. Yes. And it just kind of has this fun gelatin feel totally. throughout the song. And then it really tightens up in the chorus, you know, with the straight four tone, da, 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 da. Fucking love that. Yeah. And that's the best way I can explain where I'm headed <sighs> in this new album. Good is that song with the rigidity and looseness Mm -hmm. and then the metric with the pop feel and the extras that aren't. The metric
2: was fucking good. Good Without
3: without being overly layered, yeah, that's where I'm headed. Excellent. I don't know what's going to come out or when it's going to come out it could be before 2019's over. Mm. It could be after 2019's come and gone. Yeah. I am so fucking excited for the first time about that. Good. I know that I've gone on rants about nobody will listen to it and have the anti-campaign campaign. Uh. But I'm going to listen to the shit out of it. Mm. And I hope that people do. I will. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to, for the first time in this process of my life of doing this type of stuff yeah. by myself in this, yeah. this, this yeah. version for the first time, I'm going to put out something that I have actually wanted Yeah, to listen to. And it's really, it's, it's really hard to say that with the f- knowing that with knowing that that might not happen.
2: Yeah yeah okay
3: and it's but it's also easy to say that knowing that it might
2: yeah yeah oh okay. yeah it's brave well, brave it you're will. trying it will yeah oh. it will <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, I and i know that, i
3: know that people that are listening will, they are will they're gonna
2: want to hear it and it. you know what they also you know now here's the thing yet again you've come on our podcast You've been an amazing guest. We've thank already you. we've we've mutually given each other free hand jobs tonight. Yeah, um, well, and, then, came w- uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then twice. Yeah, and then the people do want to hear your music, and I guarantee these motherfuckers they also want to hear you talking to a microphone and tell them about you more. I, Agree. I think so. I think so, man. I think I think you doing a podcast is not a bad idea. I
3: yeah. won't. I won't be. You'll I, wear it nicely. Uh, thank you. I, I don't think I'll be doing the vinyl thing just because. No, it's not. do not required. I don't want to rip off. It's not required. I know. I know that the things that I like to do, people like to hear, and the things that I want to talk about, people might like to hear, and that's what got me on the idea hey, of possibly. Hey, me doing listening
2: this. to Joey Diaz's podcast, "The Church of What's Happening Now," is the reason I wanted to play vinyls on our podcast okay. because he yeah. starts and ends his his yeah. so- episodes with a song. Yeah, i, no I want i i didn't want to do the beginning at, at the when when we first started we would drop a song and the first song would be the intro to our yeah the podcast. episode but we're like no we need an intro we need to do our own thing mm-hmm. um and i wanted the i wanted instead of just like playing a song out I wanted them to be a discussion piece I wanted it to be something representative of a way you know that's why like, I like talking about them mm-hmm. i like having the fact discussions are happening while we're listening to music is real because if you were to sit here and no mics were here and show us something, we'd start talking. That's how we
3: would talk about the song. Yeah. 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 And, and,
2: and 100%. Could I,
3: could I make a postulation for a third song? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a third song. Which one? Let's do another Jimmy world. Can I have the cover please? side a last track
2: all right here i'll uh, flip this over and it looks like since we're so lucky um i have to pee okay go pee <laughs> in fact here i'm gonna pause this real fast okay we're back check oh yeah vocals well we're we're back hey, did you like that the Bambino Stash? Yeah. I haven't had that. That's great. The Hop yeah. Valley Mixer from Costco. Dude,
3: I fucking love Hop Valley. They do good, they do, they do good work. Their Citrus Mistress might be my favorite. So, yeah. It's a solid beer. That might, might be my time. favorite beer. And then,
2: and then you get the Double Citrus Mistress. You get the black ones. What? The black cans one, they're like 9%. It's a double IPA. It's a a citrus mistress, but the double. Oh, my God. And it's like a a 9%. I try not.
3: I'm trying to drink a lot less. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, all the mental health stuff. uh. Last night, my sister and I were hanging out, and we were drinking um, and watching stuff, and we were drinking... Good? uh, Rose City Vodka, because it's cheap okay. and, it's and it's local. Not bad. It's not bad. It is good. Rose City Vodka and ginger beer with a splash of lime. So kind not, of the Moscow not quite a mule, but Close. yeah, yeah. And then I switched to I have a unreleased bottle of Crown Royal. I, I do work for technically a liquor distributor. Cool. Uh, but Crown Royal put out a bourbon which they're not allowed to put out bourbon cuz bourbon is it's kind of like champagne it's the region.
1: Right. Oh god. Gotcha.
3: Crown Royal is Canadian. Right. So I have a, it literally has a sticker on it. It's not bourbon. They but had to put a sticker on it, but it's totally a bourbon and I right, switched to that. Yeah. I was up all night listening to Evan and Jaron. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, here's the thing. <coughs> That's awesome. <laughs> There's, there's no question. Like any other substance, <coughs> alcohol can be dangerous. It can be uh, <coughs> quite harmful <coughs> to a person, he both said, physically he, and mentally. He said coughing. <coughs> yeah, I said coughing because of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, which can also be that for people.
3: All all substance, all, all substances, when used responsibly and for their intended purpose can be just fine. However, I struggle at times with I wouldn't say alcohol dependence because I fucking I can go weeks without it. But I go uh, I use the I have at times alcohol codependence, meaning when I'm suffering through mental stuff, uh-huh. I can use this wonderful hoppy a uh, barley beverage, Alexa. pork chop in a can, a pork chop in a can. If you were or 200 <laughs> calories of delicious to work through social anxieties, yep. personal anxieties. Mm-hmm. I never put myself in a situation where I'm out in public and this might be like the alcohol in me fucking talking. And if it is, please comment in the comment section. Uh, or just message you personally. Or message me personally and tell me I have a fucking problem. But I never I never leave the house. I never get shammered. Mm-hmm. That's not my
2: MO. There are Do you remember going to bed every night? Every night. Do you ever wake up in the morning not knowing how to get out of bed without a drink? No. Then you're not an alcoholic.
3: I appreciate that. My issue,
2: I've met real ones.
3: Appreciate that as well. I uh, my issues have been as of late as i've you know we've yeah. had a lot of talks today about yeah 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 introspection and and studying yourself within your current state and my current state has been there's been a lot of times where i've gone to bed without having dinner and only having beer mm. but yeah it's not every night it's not the only thing i want to do hey
2: True. But it's more of I've gone to bed without with only having ice cream. There's and it no was dinner.
3: it was more of a, oh crap, my after hour or after work beer became four and it is now ten thirty and I need to go to bed. Yeah, right.
1: I've done that a time or two. So sure,
3: I don't. Sure, and I, I feel like it's a little bit justification, but at the same time, well, I feel like it's more me working through it in well, a public forum. Of I was me gonna going to
2: say, uh, there can be. A moment where anything can't anything it's could whole, be a useful tool to help somebody with a thing
3: it's the whole codependence thing that i was i was trying to bring up if the
2: yeah but the, it could the, be coffee oh i love coffee right oh, but it could be coffee, coffee. it could man i, I would one I, I, I would
3: i would honestly say that i look at beer the same way i look at coffee yeah, I,
1: yeah. in the morning oh, oh man yeah. one co- <laughs>
2: listen i went there and i met someone we were talking oh, one man. coffee turned into two coffees oh, and a fucking pastry and then who knew there was already <laughs> i had a ten- pastry look at this moment. 100 100 dude have you ever okay. turned pastry into a basket
3: of fries oh,
1: no you're on it you're on to something my man Did
3: you ever yeah okay like take take Asian the fries? patisseries out of, uh, out of it, but if you go to like a place like Kenny and Zook's,
0: mm, and you have
3: and you have a latte. Oh yeah. And then you you're hanging out at the front. You know what's amazing? And then you meet somebody.
2: You know what's amazing? And you have a second latte. I bought my Volkswagen Bug from the owner of Kenny and Zook's. I
3: hate you so much. I
2: fucking love mm. that place.
3: I want his Volkswagen. <laughs> Actually, I want I just want mm. a Volkswagen.
2: I know her very well.
3: I want a Volkswagen. Period. <laughs> I'm I'm looking I'm seriously debating whether or not I want a WRX to tune it up, but I want to I want the wagon because I currently am a Subaru owner. Or if I want to find a B8 Passat,
0: mm.
2: yeah, yeah, those are pretty nice.
3: Yeah, but the wagon because I need to haul
2: my shit. Right there, you go. And the wagon's all-wheel drive. Yep, the b 8s the turbo, Passat, the Passat is not the B8 is
3: not all wheel drive. It's an, eight, it's an eight. Uh, they have an all track version. Do they? Yeah. They have a, the B8, uh, W8 all track. Good luck finding it. Right. <laughs> but, Oh, if I could get my hands on a two liter turbo all wheel drive, which is essentially an Audi all road, mm-hmm. if I could find my hands or you know, find a, yeah, I'd go that route because it's more reliable. Than a fucking W R X. Yeah. Because WRX. Yeah. WRX is the, the nickel they don't break massively like a V Dub does. Well, if yeah. Dub breaks, you're out a lot of money. Mm. But you fucking it's the death of a thousand cuts with a Subaru. Oh here's
2: yeah. here here's the way to get around the Subaru curse. Right when you buy it, you go to aftermarket coilovers for all of your suspension.
3: Okay
2: you change out your rack and pinion from a Subaru to an aftermarket racing rack and pinion you get rid of a Subaru rack and pinion right off the bat and you put in a racing rack and pinion they're not that much more expensive they're just heavy duty and they're tight so i go and buy all the stuff yeah. and then i come yeah. here and then yeah, yeah. And, okay. then Aaron. yeah. and then <laughs> and then once, Aaron. And then once you have the steering and the suspension problems taken care of. Uh-huh. You have you've upgraded all the actual parts that wear down because they're really small from Subaru mm-hmm. and you just put big parts on them. Big boy parts. Big boy Boop. parts. Boop. 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 And then Boop. the other Boop. then the other thing that you do is <laughs> you buy the Billy Badass head gaskets and you put those oh, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the Subaru head gaskets always leak. Yep oh uh, the and one so thing you,
3: i will say is, and that's cool about the subarus in that respect is the fact that you could still run that fucking car with blown ass head gaskets for a long fucking time i had an 87 uh gl 10 turbo mm. which is mm-hmm. I, I will forever say that i think that's the best car they ever made from a mechanical perspective there was so much shit wrong with that car from a mechanical perspective, because all yeah. the digital shit on that car did not work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including the dash. Uh, and maybe the push button four-wheel drive. But...
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We can talk for Subaru all day.
3: Oh, yeah. So, I loved that car. And mm. I got it for 500 bucks. And I got it running. Well, I didn't know I had a blown head gasket. I, I bought it that way. I didn't mm. had no idea. And mm. I ran that thing for... 15,000 miles maybe before it was like there's a lot of cloudy stuff in the oil cuz the head gasket went from kind of broken to extremely mm-hmm. broken
2: <laughs> which happens about with about 10 to 15,000 miles of wear. <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Back when they still had yeah. the solid <sighs> steel I think steel was it steel? All steel. Yeah.
2: Not aluminum, yep.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Fuck.
3: Oh, that's hilarious. I love, I love, I I really do love Subarus, but I've been having such a hard time the last couple with repairs to where it's like,
2: um, what kind of stuff? I saw you put about your
3: headlights. Chintzy. Yeah. You know what the fuck that was? Fuse. Both of them went out. Oh, they both. bought a bad bulb and the other one went out. So I went to replace the fucking passenger side, bought a new bulb. I have no problem putting in a headlight. No. Went, put it in. Now neither of them work. So I feared the worst. I took it to a shop. Yeah, we replaced both of them. They seemed to be working just fine. Well, f- fuck. So it was 16 bucks. Yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, that's, all, that's easy. <laughs> easy. Woo. It was easy. But it was the driver's side worked just fine. I replaced the passenger one, and then the driver's side broke at the same time. So I feared the worst. Yeah. I checked all the fuses. The fuses were fine. So I feared more of the worst. Sure. took it into the place that I get all my repairs done who I think is very reputable yeah and well they obviously just
2: took care of you they, they were like the well satellites. what what, what they said
3: was That's uh awesome. yeah they were like well we, we were we were gonna replace if anything else had gone wrong we knew that we were gonna replace the headlights first anyway, just to be yeah. sure yeah and then move on from there and they're like yeah we put new new bulbs in and 16 bucks i was like labor labor cost they're like no don't worry about it yeah perfect (laughs) that's the way it should be That's great yeah i I mean i've taken several thousand fucking dollars to them with other cars but you know it was it was one of those it's like well yeah of course i've I've spent like three grand here like you should totally just not pay me you know take care of that
2: so hey well do you have any uh anything coming up in any projects uh, stuff or no doubt stuff? As or? far
3: as uh, so no doubt has some uh tragic kingdom has some stuff coming. Tragic
2: kingdom that's the name. Thank you.
3: Tragic kingdom has some stuff uh one that is on the books that I the pr- the promoter hasn't told us that to we can to promote it yet. And to to promote it so we can't talk about it yet. Okay. Don't put that away yet.
2: Okay. Don't put that away yet. Okay. Yeah, we got one more. Oh, shit, we do. I had it lined up. Oh, my God. For some reason, my fucking <laughs> So we got the
3: uh, – uh, God, I can't say the day. Um, October. That's all I can say. It's in October. Okay, cool. And it is on a weekend. So, And then we got um, December 7th, I believe, at uh, the Twilight. We're playing the Twilight again. For Tragic Kingdom, and then we're doing the following weekend at Dublin Pub, and then Parabola doesn't have anything until April of uh, April eleventh, twenty twenty, and that's going to be at the Aladdin. And that's yeah. going to be super fun, and I would imagine that I don't know that tickets have been put on sale yet but i imagine that that will sell out at some point mm. and that's gonna be super fun i'm so 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 so
2: stoked to play that especially with the new album out and everything like that yeah right? we've been
3: talking internally whether or not we want to learn like fear inoculum or something like that so mm. that i'm personally pulling because i i know that we're adding. i believe we're adding the grudge
2: <laughs> fucking
3: great song i think we're adding the grudge uh, no oh. or no I know we're adding the grudge. I have been pushing hardcore Mm. for Rosetta Stone. I want to play that song so bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I cannot confirm that that is being done, but I know that I personally am learning it. Uh, (laughs) So whether or not the rest of the band does, we'll see. But it's been interesting with the new album out and then incorporating more of... Ten thousand days stuff which is more in line with
2: the new shit with the new shit
3: and and i am not the uh, like i've stated before i wasn't the hugest tool fan when i started this but i'm not i i know that opiate and undertow definitely aren't my thing nope but i there are some songs on them
2: i do lateralis is my favorite album.
3: lateralis is amazing my favorite such a such a good album and the grudge has been really fun to play it's actually a little bit more complicated than I thought. It yeah, would be. yeah, a little bit. But I really, I've been really enjoying uh getting away from most of our stuff when we first started, was uh, a lot off of Inema. And yeah. so we're getting away from that, which has been fun. Yeah. And then Tragic Kingdom, unfortunately, <laughs> play a lot off of Tragic Kingdom. Yeah. We play, we don't play enough off of Return of Saturn to my taste. Right. That's my favorite album. Yeah. But, it's a lot of tragic kingdom and a lot of um, rock steady. Yeah, and it's been that's really fun. That's just that. Uh, it's always awesome. fun for me. It's always fun. So, awesome. Yeah. As All far right. as tribute stuff goes, that's what's going on. And then the great state album is in progress. I would say, as far as recording, it's about seventy five percent. Paul's got some work to do on on vocals. Come on, Paul.
2: Get yeah. get it done.
3: Come on, Paul. I really want to play this live, bro. Yeah, Paul. He's, uh, being very methodical and I don't blame him. Um, it's good, but all the, all the stuff he's sending us, it's, it's, it's quality, really quality. And, and I would say about 75%, um, in it's format, uh, before getting vocals and overdubs and all that stuff. And then mixing. Yeah. And then, uh, then the release schedule videos and singles Mm-mm. and such.
2: So fuck. Yeah. That's awesome,
3: and then I'll do an EP someday. <laughs> Good, and then you'll, and <laughs> yeah. then,
2: and then in the meantime, you'll have us on your podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. you see how I did that? Oh, uh, okay. We're gonna fucking rock out and one then more the song. The Chuck and Marty Show. Yeah, we're gonna rock mm. out to uh, one more song off of Jimmy Eat World's album. Features. Let's do this. Side A, track four, kill. Kill.
3: So the. The reason I picked this song,
0: this
3: is, this wasn't a single, but I feel like it's their best melodic song on the record. And this was to the point of something, uh, actually, so, uh, something I was discussing with my sister yesterday's I almost always prefer the B sides. Yeah.
1: I understand. Often. You
0: don't you
3: you don't get the vibe from the chorus from the intro. Right. Like that? You hear the intro, and you you didn't think it would expand that much.
1: Agreed. Not so fast, maybe.
3: I just love Jim's voice. Like yeah. his whole
2: his whole vibe is my vibe. Yeah. And he still sounds fucking great.
3: Oh, absolutely. He still man. sounds great. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound like he's aged. Not at all Not very much Like some of the Little tinny or higher stuff Yeah maybe But
2: we all we he just all has through. more maturity to it The notes aren't gone Yeah He just has more maturity To the notes Yeah
1: See I love that 4-4 vibe With the backbeat Of
3: the snare Yeah I almost wonder if this was, like, the basis of what people say. Like, oh, I'm dead. That's what he's talking about. I'm You kill me. But in a romantic sense. That was a terrible joke. I'm sorry.
2: No, it's... With, it. <laughs> hey, I... Listen, there are no terrible jokes if Chappelle's sh- sh- new special was not terrible. It was so good. It was the best fucking comedy special I've I, seen. I... I fear about public persona at times,
3: but I want—I'm gonna let this breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let
1: yeah, yeah. I
3: love that they incorporate the other guys in the band singing.
2: Yeah, I love it. It's—it's it's,
3: uh, it's ultimately his thing, you know. Jim's band.
2: Yeah, but he loves those other fucking guys. They've been they've been together for a long time. The yes. mid nineties, yeah. So it's it's really their band. I mean, I think at this point they would say it's their band. I think they would say it. But course. I think it was the
3: other guitarist that had the commentary. He goes, "When you're naming your band, think about it. Yeah, from a, a monogram perspective." because you think of Jimmy World what are, what's the anagram for Jimmy World? It's J W. Yeah. It's like, well, you should think about that. And then um it's the reason the reason that's my favorite band because there's a lot of bands that are very similar or in the same genre that I absolutely adore or around the, that came out around the same time. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars mm-hmm. was super huge in my development uh, of this style, or Silverstein, or yeah. the like. Uh, a band called Acceptance that I really love from Seattle that came out about this time. Huge in my development huge into my development of that era and the reason why i've always floated back to jimmy is i felt like i related to what he was talking about and that's where i've touched on a few times today about my current progress that's where i want to be because i i never felt like he, he jim Atkins never makes excuses for what he's writing right. and he writes very right down that path yep and you even listen to the newer stuff oh yeah still right down that path dressed in modern production in modern type of music right and that's just where i want to be is taking the stuff i want to write good man in the genre i want to write
2: well you know you're inspirational i I love your social media plat you you (laughs) i I love you being you online and post about some days the mundane some days the serious uh All of it is inquisitive. All of it is thought-provoking, and I don't know, man. It makes me reflect on myself.
3: Oh, I genuinely appreciate that because I feel like I'm just complaining.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no.
3: I, I have mo- I have moments of I I just want to know what's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, there's not enough. There's not enough conversation. Whether, out there
3: whether it's with the world or the country or myself see this is or nice like what people like, are doing we get
2: to we get to force people not force people in here but you know we bring them in and then we make them talk to us for a while <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it's I'll it's, sit in chat I'll sit and chat the whole well I'll, it's it's I'll it's it. nice right. it's nice to True. just have it and you know it seems to, uh, here's here's a test for anybody out there right now when you're out next time you're walking down the street anywhere and you see somebody else approaching you another person just say hello Mm -hmm. and see if they say it back or if they just look at you in disgust or (laughs) why would that person talk to me (laughs) no 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 what it's going to do is it's going to give you an accurate representation of the amount of people that have lost touch of people true i always say hi oh yeah if you say hi to everybody Inevitably, you'll see someone else who will say hi back to you or smile because you made their day because no one had said hi to them yet today.
3: I like to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, And I genuinely do. Like The other day I went downtown. It was yesterday. I went downtown at work and I was helping out a guy. And there was a lady walking her dog and her dog was taking a giant dump. <laughs> and so instead of going, hey, how's it going? Because she was, you know, an attractive woman and could have started a conversation that way. I just went, I don't know how you're going to fit all that into that bag. How do you fit all that into that bag? (laughs) And she goes, one shit at a time. And I was like, that is the best thing I've heard all day. She goes, thanks. And laughed and went about her business. Yeah, And I love the fact that I put a smile on
2: someone's face, uh-huh. yep, and that and you got a great response. Uh, they now you get one shit at a time. <laughs> That's how to. That woman was like a little mini Buddha through life. <laughs> a little hey, Buddha, hey, how, mini Buddha, how do you fit all that shit in that bag? <laughs> what you're asking is, one, how do I deal with all, all of this life problems. at one time? And she says, one shit at a time. Right. right.
1: That's beautiful actually. I think that is the name of this
2: episode. One shit at a time. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking story and bombshell to like just fit a note. The perfect note. Oh, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Jason, we always okay. We always tell each other that everybody at the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. We say gargle balls and drive like you know each other. Yeah. We might have to say <laughs> gargle balls and take it one shit at a time
1: gargle balls and take it one shit at a time I love that <laughs> that ladies and gentlemen was was a a, a, that drop. was a mic drop right that was there. a legit <laughs> that's,
2: you are here, we have our first guest ever on the history of the show to mic drop Dude, where yes. is my outro we are going the outro is out Goodbye. we love you you heard it here gargle balls and take it one shit at a time
1: <laughs> thank you so much for coming man love you brother Mm-hmm. <laughs>